Bye. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no, I'm, and, and, and what I, what I was, and I don't know, but I, I. Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. However, the dead raccoon that was in my stomach emitted such an odor. I mean, it was painfully bad where the guy sitting behind me just yelled out in the middle of class, damn it, Riccardotti, and and walked out of the room. Class stopped because the smell was so bad. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Caller number 10 right now. 614-821-9710. <laughs> Gets a pair of tickets to see Tom Segura live at the Palace <laughs> Theater on Sunday. Get tickets now at cbusarts.com. Well, Teddy told me about 10 times before the show, you need to give these tickets away early. Mm, yeah. I need it early. So there you go. That's First a- thing out of my mouth. <laughs> I gotta, oh, that's I early. Tell you, you know what that reminded me of? And, and good luck. Hopefully, hopefully you win. If you like Tom Segura, go see him. He's great. 614-821-9710. Um, that reminds me of the very first time I experienced, um, pornography on the internet. Huh? Well, because I was previously in the very few times in my sheltered life that I had seen pornography prior to like seeing it on the internet, there was a buildup. There was a like, oh, hello, pizza delivery boy. Oh, yes, yes. And then it's like, That's come right. on in. And I'm like, I really can't pay for this pizza. I didn't and know then, what build up you were talking about. Well, you know, then, then it would be like, burn, chicka, burn, like the music would start playing and stuff would happen. And then eventually you got to like full on nudity, mm-hmm. got to the internet, and it was just like, no, we skip all that. Like right away, I was just like, okay, we're here we go. Things are happening. I That's what that was like for me just now. That was jarring. It was about 10 times for the show. Give away the tickets early. Give away the tickets. Oh, there you go. That's the earliest I could possibly give them away. I thought about interrupting the open. Just stopping the open. You were actually banging on the door with Rothman saying, can I come in now and give them away on your show? Yeah. So there you go. There you go, Teddy. Teddy's job is done. Uh, Happy Friday. Yeah. Welcome in. Good to see you, Bone. Good to see you, man. We've got a big show today. Degenerate T-Bone is coming up at 448. And tool of the week in the 5 o'clock hour. Send in your Twitter tools now, at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. Not the Tom Segura tickets. No, those are gone. Those are gone. But I've got Someone's more prizes for them. you. Now, I want to tell people what's going on here at the radio station today. If you've ever wanted to see tumbleweed in an office building... Oh, that's today. Now, again, I know a lot of offices, there's a lot of work from home going on. That's all well and good. At this radio station, for about a year now, we've all mostly been back to some degree or another at the building, and they have continued with that. And things, like, we're we're now at a point where I don't even think about the fact that we've been through all that now. You know, like, I'm, 
I'm not, I, I forget sometimes that we're still in the pandemic thing and all that stuff. I'm not in anything anymore. You know what I mean? I've, I've moved past everything. Well, like, I'll hear that from somebody who's like, I still haven't gone back to my office yet. And I'm well, like, oh, right, I, I forgot. I'm here. I'm They've working. already pushed us in. We're all in. And, and I had to move that out of my head, right? But today, so you might say, like, well, lots of offices don't have people in it. Today was a day here where there usually are lots of people around. You can go anywhere in this building. There's not lots of people around. It is a ghost town here. We've got the booze cart out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, normally it's a ghost town anyway on Fridays, but it's the this is a holiday, holiday weekend. weekend. Yes. Yeah, it's a complete and, ghost town. You know, we had uh, we had one of our our gals who work here, Heather. Today's her last day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and so yesterday after work, all the the staff that wasn't on the air, they went out and celebrated Heather. So you have the combination of Drank too much yesterday at the going away party. Yep. Hungover. Yep. Friday of Memorial Day weekend. Friday of summertime. And the fact that everybody's lazy anyway. Marco, our guy who runs the radio station, runs the programming down here. Mm-hmm. First thing I saw when I got in this morning was an email from him saying, Hey, I'm working from home today, half day, because I'm expecting a package. Breaking news, it's 306. He ain't here. Well, and yeah. I, I will I will bet my house there was no package. He wasn't um, expecting any package. There could have been a package. No, there was no package. There could have been a what package. What kind of package can't be left at the door? What are you ordering? Can I ask a question, though? Like, honest to God, what does it matter? Like, all these people aren't in here today. Did, did, did the work get done? That's what matters, right? I don't care where well, you do no, it No, the from. answer is probably not. Well, I don't know, but I, I'm sure Marco's work did get done. I don't really care where he does we'll as see long as the board happens. United Airs tomorrow. We'll see, we'll see if his work got done. Because you no, were saying to me, it's like, hey, I recorded the show, but I, is it in no, the system? I, I, I don't know. I've talked to Marco a couple times today. Oh, you did? Picked did, right up. Did He's, the package come? I didn't ask about the package. I just take people at their. I take people on their word when they say stuff. Not like you just constantly looking for an angle. Skeptical. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm aware of the human race. Would you like me to introduce you? I know, but not Show every Show me human. the package. All right. That, I want you to do that. Go over to everybody's house and scream, show me the package. Well, you know what? I got a statement from Phil Castellini today. I'm sure you'll take him at his word, too. Mm, yeah. Because you take everybody at their word. Well, I'll take people I know. I'm going to give Phil not Castellini, Phil Castellini. The benefit of the doubt. I work with Marco. I know Marco. That's so a little I. different. That's why you shouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt. Because you know him. Strangers, though, it's like, I hate that guy. He said one thing to me one time. I know yeah, everything about him. That's right. But Marco, who I've known for 20 years, trust me, I've grown to hate him. I know. So, I know when he's lying to me. So you're calling me crazy for saying I, the people I'm close to, I trust more than the people I'm not close to. That's where we are. Yes. Just, okay. Because you should it. know better. I got That's what I'm okay, saying to you. I'm trying anyway, to understand. Phil Castellini released his first statement since opening day today. Here's what he had to say. Was he holding any type of beverage in his hand prior, like as he I'm was sure reading he had this some statement. before. Okay. Hello. I just, I like that. It's me. Hello. <laughs> it's Adele. He's actually just going to read you the lyrics to an Adele song. I stand before you humbled by the beginning of our season. Oh, good Lord. I want to make sure I got a chance to share how much you're appreciated by this franchise and myself personally. I got myself into trouble on opening day. And I got into the frustration from all the criticism of our fan franchise and our family. I really dropped my guard and got emotional about something. We need to be strong enough and big enough to let our organization have a passionate and emotional response to what's happening to our team. At the end of the day, this is your team. We are stewards of that team. 
All I can tell you is that we do care. We're going to be here for the long haul as a team here. We continue to invest in this product of the team, player development, and everything that goes into building a major league team and experience here at Great American Ballpark. Those of you who have heard me before know that we can do that. We're looking to do that every season, and we continue to do that. I stand before you with a formal apology if I offended any one of the people in this room. Mm. This is a foundation on which we build the franchise economically, and he said something else, but it says inaudible here in the transcript. Okay. I do appreciate that and recognize that. We do work every day 100% trying to get you the best product that we can. It has been challenging here. I've had some questions about that. I can tell you the team, we believe in Nick and what he's doing on the baseball side. And then another inaudible comment. I continue to serve you humbly, graciously, and I thank you for continuing to support this team. I love the city of Cincinnati. I love the Reds. I thank those of you who are here. Where where was here, he was, by the he way? He was at the ballpark talking to reporters. Okay, so... He wanted to tell all the people in the room. He was actually talking to the season ticket holders. Oh, the season, oh, the season, season ticket holders. Yeah, they had an event right, for okay. them today. And you know, Oh, I see. Like, That's where he was speaking. So 70, that makes more 75 sense. people showed up. He's apologizing. <laughs> I can't blame him. He is apologizing in full for statements that he made almost two months ago now at this point. Right. Well, I mean, look, we have to be big enough, like he said, to acknowledge the disappointment from the fan base and to to have room for people to express that disappointment. I wanted to give them, that's what I'm, I'm Phil Castellini now. I wanted to give them that room by being completely silent for two months and basically hiding and sucking my thumb after everyone in baseball yelled at me. So that's what I did. So what's the, what's the plan from him to go forward well, to fix this? He says there, uh, that was his plan. What's the plan? Show up at the season ticket holder meeting, apologize once more, Feed some BS line about how you're financially committed to a winning organization, which we know that you're not. You know, I, I I feel like maybe I'm out of line by saying this, but I don't think I am. Phil Castellini doesn't have to apologize any other way than build a winning baseball team. And don't don't give me this crap about, well, we believe we're doing that. When this offseason, you gave away practically half your roster. And you're going to say, well, that's just the economics of baseball. No, you don't have to participate in the economics of baseball. You are supposedly rich. Your family is wealthy. That is why you own a baseball team. If you're not wealthy, just admit that and sell it. And which again, you could sell to anyone. They're not going to move it. Major League Baseball won't let them do that. But go ahead and sell the team to someone who can actually afford to run a baseball team. If you can, then don't balk when guys have deals coming up and you don't know how to find the money for it. That's your job as an owner to find that money. Even if it's not making sense on the business side of things, you dip yep, yep. into the personal fund and you pay for this to work until the money comes back. I know it's been a pandemic and a lot of other things, but that's not the Reds fans problem. They went through the same pandemic you did. Your job is to put a good product on the field and they have not done that. So that was uh, Phil Castellini today, almost two months after the fact, showing up in person and issuing an apology that was really just a big load of BS. Hey, by the way. Talking you know, about how committed they are. This this happened today, right? Yeah. Ted? Okay. Just, just now. I just want to be very clear. Usually when you're very proud of something you're doing and you feel like you've got something that you want out there, you don't put it out at 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the afternoon 
the Friday before Memorial Day. That's not typically how you keep whatever you're doing in the news. So this is a guy who cowered for two months and then went to a private function with season ticket holders and only the ones who would show up to look that guy in the face and then said, I'm really sorry about our team and how I lost my cool there. Whoops, a doozle. All right, anyway, we're all good now, right? I apologize. No, man, that dude needs to stand on the mound down at the stadium at Great America Ballpark, and he needs to do that on July, like July 4th weekend or whatever. Like, Do it when you have the biggest crowd there. That's when he needs to go out and apologize. Don't do this crap in the little thing right before you know Memorial Day weekend. Get out of here. Uh, is Colin Kaepernick ready to sign with an NFL team? Details coming up next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find a serious accident blocking the left lane of I-70 downtown split westbound at 4th Street. Traffic is stop and go from the 71 East split. Please be very careful over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. One more brief thought on the Reds and Phil Castellini, and then I'll be finished. Okay. Phil Castellini spoke to season ticket holders today and formally apologized in person for being a wank. On opening day, almost two months after the fact. And he went out and spewed the crap that he, he's going to spew. Like the team, they're, they're committed to the city and they're committed to owning this team. And they always do their, their best to put the best pro- possible product on the field. There are some, not many, that will defend the Reds saying, well, the Reds are simply playing by Major League Baseball's economic rules. You tank, you embarrass yourself, you build up the roster, you get better, you spend money during your winning window, you try and win the World Series. Uh, spare me that. Because even if you want to go down that rabbit hole where there's not enough proof, that that's exactly what the Reds are thinking, if you want to convince yourself of that, please tell me how letting Wade Miley walk out the door for absolutely nothing during the offseason made this team better in any way. You didn't say, oh, well, you traded Sonny Gray. You got prospects for Sonny Gray. Fine. We don't know what those prospects are going to be. Obviously, that's the name of the game, but you can point to it and say, we got a return. But for Wade Miley, all they did was save $10 million. Right. Absolutely nothing came back in that deal. And I was just reading a piece about the Cubs and Wade Miley and how they're probably going to flip them at the deadline because they're not any good and they'll get a prospect out of the deal. So the Cubs, and by the way, Cubs have turned out their pockets too. 
Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, yeah. well, we have a budget, too, that we have to stick to. Even the Cubs bitching and moaning about how they don't have an endless payroll. They went out and they said, all right, $10 million for a good left-handed starter in this game. Yeah, all right, we'll do that. So they picked up Wade Miley, and they'll ship him off for something at the deadline. That's how you do it. You don't Absolutely. just give players away for nothing. Yeah, you know, I know it's different market sizes. Houston's a much bigger market, but... I was just trying to, when you said that winning window thing about like, well, you spend money when you're in your winning window and then you hope it works out, right? How how much time did the Reds actually give to their, because we thought they were in that winning window going into 2020. And then of course we know COVID hit, the season was weird, they got off to a bad start and and they just completely crapped themselves. The, the Astros are still, am I wrong? Still good, right? Astros still good? Yes. The Astros won the World Series in 2017. And I know before we even start with that, yeah, we know how they won. Trash cans. I got it. Who cares? They still won. They have a roster, regardless of why they won the World Series, which I know they cheated, but they have a roster that is capable of winning a World Series. They have had that roster since at least 2017. And you could argue even, you know, a couple years before that, they were still a pretty decent team. They were getting to that point. But I'm saying it's been since 2017, 2016, and they're still keeping their good players. Yes, they've moved some guys out. They've brought some guys in. But they, while still keeping a core of that group together, they've made changes here and there. To your point, the winning window was before that, too. Yeah. So it was before that time. I'm saying that I don't view a winning window as six months, like apparently the Castellinis do. I would view your winning window as this offseason – you don't go out and sell half the team or let them walk out the door like you said for nothing. They didn't even call Nick Castellanos. Right. He said it. Indefensible. Didn't even take a call. It's not like, well, they offered me money, but it wasn't enough, so I left. Didn't even call. If in 2026 you were looking at some of those contracts, let's say they did do all the things I had asked them to do. Like, Let's say they call these guys up and they give them contracts and they, they say, we're going to spend. We're in the winning window. We're doing it. And then by like 2026, you're looking at all these deals and going, man, we are just bad. Got all these bad contracts. These guys, we never won the World Series or whatever. I would have a lot more respect for that. And then saying, hey, the next couple of years, we're just going to have to get by with what we have. And this team's going to have to be plucky and all that. That would be a lot different than what they did, which is basically say we're in it to win it. And then, oops, never mind. It didn't work out the one year we tried in a shortened, weird year anyway. Now, and then last year was kind of a like, yeah, we'll give it another shot. Not really. It was still a half-hearted effort. And this year, they blew the whole thing up. That's not how you do this. That whole apology, non-apology rubbed me the wrong way because it was just, it was a vehicle to go out there and say, we're doing everything we can. We're trying our best. No, you're not. No. No, you're not. If you'd done it for five or six years... Hell, man, Hunter Green just got here. Like, that's that's one of your top prospects. That's one of those things you do where you're saying, we have a really good team together, the top prospect or one of these top prospects, they come up through, the, then they have a couple years with that good roster to grow and learn and be around all these veterans who are excellent. And I'm not saying the Reds would have won the World Series, but wouldn't they be a lot more competitive than they are right now? And maybe you feel like that team would have just been, you know, fodder for somebody in the you know first round of the playoffs to get their doors blown off because they're just not that good but I can't get there with the the roster that the Reds put together a couple years ago where they had some good young talent they should have hung on to it 
and try to make this work for four or five years. And that probably means some financial losses for the Castellinis in the short term, but it would have meant better baseball for Reds fans. We know which one they care about more. Colin Kaepernick workout with the Raiders apparently went well, but reports say no contract is imminent. I had to remind myself who was there. Obviously, Derek Carr is there. He's a starter. He's not going anywhere. Signed a big deal. Jarrett Stidham is oh, yeah, their backup quarterback. Him. And Josh McDaniels likes him because he traded for him this offseason. Oh, okay. So he, he, Jared Stidham was with the Patriots. Josh McDaniels comes over, traded for him this offseason. And Nick Mullins is there, too. And we can roll our eyes about Nick Mullins, but he started games in this league. Oh, I know. I'm just saying it seems like a crowded quarterback room. So if you're going to offer Colin Kaepernick a deal, you're probably under the thought process then that one of those guys that you just mentioned is not going to be a part of things when it's all said and done. Well, it's probably not going to be the guy you just traded for. I either. would guess not. I would see, I would think that means Nick Mullins has to you know hit the bricks. But I just, I don't. I don't know why, if if at this stage in the game, why even bother with doing this unless you, you should know at this point what Colin Kaepernick is. And you should know what level of competitiveness or fitness he's going to bring to the table because of the fact he's been out for a while. So if feeling confident about all that, unless he went out there and like didn't know what the football was or like tripped over his shoelaces every other time he dropped back... I would think like you were just basically having him out to say, all right, let's see what you can do. All right, what well, we thought you could. That's right. Great. We want to give you a contract because we want this to happen. Why would you even go through this if you're not? Because then people are going to question, well, why didn't you give him a contract then? What happened? Did he not show up and play well? And I don't think that's really fair to him if you're not interested in giving him an actual chance to prove himself in camp. The Warriors are back in the finals after eliminating the Mavs. The Celtics can eliminate the Heat tonight. That is a game that you can hear here on the fans starting at 8 o'clock. So I saw pretty much everybody say, Heat are dead. Jimmy Butler's given up. Uh, everyone's kind of put do the you, fork in them. I was going to say, do you believe that? I, I would not put it past this Heat team to surprise and get the job done. But I mean, I have seen like, diehard Heat fans who are posting like, yes, there's no chance. Do not be fooled. This is over. We are done. I mean, it's not like they're down three games to none in this series. It's no. This is game six. I, I know that, but they are. I th There's just a lot of Heat fans that have given up on this team. I'm not saying that means the Heat have given up on themselves. And Spolster's a really good coach. They've got, you know, championship caliber front office players. I mean, they're, they're not a bad organization. I would be shocked if they come out and roll over tonight, but it would not surprise me to see the Celtics say, we can't have another game because we now know who our opponent is. If we win this one, we want this to be done so we can focus on that and get ready for Golden State. So I, I see the Celtics getting it done tonight. Joe Burrow is a lot of things, but MVP favorite is not one of them. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the right lane of I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from Hudson as they try to get things cleaned up. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. For recruiting for warehouse positions at our West Jefferson Distribution Center, we offer great paying benefits up to $19.50 per hour. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the care creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Let it breathe. Let it breathe, man. Happy Friday. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at Man and Bone 971. Uh, I saw this today from SI Sportsbook. Uh, quarterback odds to win the MVP. All right. Josh Allen is your leader in the clubhouse at plus 700. Hmm. Of course, we. Uh, here's what I've learned about the offseason. The Buffalo Bills and the L.A. Chargers will never lose a game. Those two offenses are God's gift to football. And we will never see those teams not win. It'll just be the Chargers and the Bills taking turns winning Super Bowls for the next 10 years. Indeed. I can't wait. So Josh Allen's number one. Pat Mahomes is number two, plus 750. Tom Brady is number three, plus 800. Old Man Rivers still hanging on. Aaron Rodgers, plus 900. Justin Herbert, there he is, plus 1,000. And then it's Joe Burrow at plus 1,200. Of all of those quarterbacks I named above Joe Burrow in the MVP odds race, is there anyone that you say, no, I'll take Joe over that guy? Uh, Yeah. I mean, are, well, you're saying just to win the MVP this year? Yes, or, this oh, year. Okay. This year. Yeah, I mean, I I could see Joe Burrow winning. I, I I think it's good value if you're looking at it as a gambler. I I would be thrilled to to go place a bet for Joe Burrow because I think he's going to have another good year. I think he may not end up having, like, I don't I don't know if it's going to be quite the same way it went last year, all the way to a Super Bowl again. But I could see him maybe having even a better regular season than he had last year. I think he's going to improve year over year. So and, do I. I I'm, I'm confused when I... And I guess people have to write about something, right? Where the Bengals sort of came out of nowhere. No one predicted them to be in the Super Bowl last year. And so I've seen a lot of things about fluke and can they do it again? And look, maybe they will crap their pants. The Bengals have done things like that in the past. Where we have expectations, they don't work out. But if you just forget what is on the helmet and look at this roster and say objectively, all right, Joe Burrow is another year away from major reconstructive knee surgery. Uh-huh. So he's going to be healthier in that aspect. You would assume they have improved the offensive line. Still not good, but better. They've improved it. You're going to have another year two for perhaps one of the most dynamic receivers in the NFL. Of course. In Jamar chase. Oh, and by the way, Joe Mixon's not too shabby either in the running back department. No, I I don't. I mean, I I understand why some Bengals fans may say like, I don't know if we can do this again. I don't know if we can get back to a Super Bowl again. Well, so but I do hope I, so. because they're Bengal fans and they've they've right, seen the they've history. Seen, but yeah, but just but, looking at it objectively, this is a good football team. It's the type of thing that's weird though, because like you just said, what happens with like Josh Allen? The the game that they had against. You know that that the Bills had against Pat Mahomes, right? That that whole situation, 
everyone looked at that game as being like this epic game and oh my gosh, it was so amazing. And now Josh Allen can like do no wrong. He is the he is the greatest quarterback to possibly have ever lived if you listen to some of the people talking about the NFL. Joe Burrow's a a quarterback who actually got his team to that final game, to the Super Bowl. Yes, with some some good bounces and good fortune going their way, some great kicking, uh, defense playing well over what I think most people thought that defense would be. But Joe Burrow was the quarterback of that team, and I feel like he's somehow getting like a little bit of the short sell from a lot of people saying, ah, he's not going to do that again. So I know, this, based on what? I don't know, other than, well, it can't hap- that can't happen again for this Bengals team. Why can't it? Are the Bills known for being like this ridiculously great team in the playoffs last I checked? Yeah, I know about their history. I know about also how they got to four Super Bowls and couldn't win any of them. Like, I don't know what we're doing there. Like, you don't need to bring that up with Josh Allen and no one should, but you don't need to bring up, I don't know, some of the failed draft picks the Brown, the Bengals had in the 90s when it comes to Joe yes, Burrow. That, that has nothing to do with this The team. history of these teams does not matter. What do you think they're going to do right now? Bills are excellent. They're going to be a tough team again, just like they were last year. Bengals are going to be a tough team too. I don't understand why he's lower than, I don't understand why he's this low. Under, under Justin Herbert? What are we talking about? That doesn't make sense to me. Tom Brady, I get he's Tom Brady. All those other guys. Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I get it. But I'm saying, like, do I think Joe Burrow could have a better year than any of those guys? Yes. I think Joe Burrow could be the best quarterback in the NFL at the end of this year. I don't, like, he could have a season where people are saying after this year, whoa, Joe Burrow may just have become the best quarterback in the league. And, And I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all this year. Uh, rounding out this list, Dak Prescott is plus fourteen hundred. Teddy's guy, Matt Stafford plus fourteen hundred. Russell Wilson plus fourteen hundred. Kyler Murray plus eighteen hundred, and Lamar Jackson plus twenty two hundred. Florio had a write up on. I wait, hang on. I didn't hear Zach Wilson's name. Is he not on? The, no, he, he stop. Not, it's not what I said, <laughs> and you know it, you rat bastard. I had to do it. Florio had a piece on the Lamar Jackson situation because. You know, there are some Ravens fans saying there's nothing to see here. This is the media trying to make a story out of nothing. You know, the, the Ravens are saying that too. Hey, these OTAs are voluntary. And it's like, okay, well, let, let's think about this for a second. Yeah, Lamar Jackson not showing up to OTAs, if that was the only thing, then you're right. Maybe it's nothing. When you factor in that he's never not shown up for voluntary OTAs, every other year he's been there for every voluntary program. But this year he's not there. We saw on draft night, he goes out on social media pissed off that Hollywood Brown gets traded away, even though everyone says he knew that Hollywood Brown was the one who wanted out, right? that wanted to get out of there. He refuses to talk to the team about a contract extension. This is not worth a part on money. He's not even having discussions. The team wants to give him hundreds of millions of dollars. They want to do it. They want to sign him to an extension. He has been the one who is not interested in negotiating at all. Oh, right. and he's in the final year of his, of his uh, fifth year, his rookie deal. Yeah. It is a big story. I mean, I don't. Th- do you think this is something? Because I'm trying to figure out what his angle is on it. And I guess his angle must be, I want to get to the complete, real, open market. The end. I don't want to hear anything. It's not because I don't like the Ravens. not like I'm going to hold out. It's it's that I'm not going to show up for voluntary stuff. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm not going to risk anything, but I'm coming out of here this season at the end of this year. I'm going to hope to not get injured. Big risk. 
but I'm going to hope to like go at the end of this contract and be a free agent, free agent, and I'm going to get the biggest, best deal I can. I don't know. Maybe I is 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 that the angle on this that you get? Because otherwise, I don't know why he's doing it. That's a humongous risk. I, he's not talking, and if he is talking to the team, you know that's not trickling down. If if that were the case, some Ravens reporter is going to report this, right? There's going to be a leak from the team saying, "Hey, this is we have money for him. He just he he's hell bent on going to the open market." We have not heard that. Everything he says is, "I want to be here long term." Oh, I, right, right. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying he's going to them and saying, "You know, don't try to woo me" or anything like that. I, I'm saying perhaps his logic is, "I'm not going to tell them anything. I want to keep them guessing. I want them to keep making bigger and bigger offers." And yeah, I would like to stay in Baltimore, but I want to do it as a complete, unattached, no one can get a hometown discount free agent. I, I, I get that, and I, I'm saying that's that's a real risky play if that's what he's trying to do because you get a torn Achilles or ACL or shoulder pops out of whatever. Suddenly, then everyone goes, well, maybe he's not worth what we thought he was going to be. No, I, I know maybe that. Maybe get the and same deal. From a team standpoint, too, you know, they, they don't just go year to year on the cap. At least the good teams don't. Oh, they, no. They allocate what type of cap money they're going to have in future years. And you got to give the team some idea of what, what you're going to do. Yeah, I, that's, I, like I said, I mean, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, right, he does not have an agent, or at least his agent is, if it is a... If if it is not him, I want to say it's a family member. I think he has an attorney. Okay. But not a traditional football agent. Okay. Right. So I, I'm just saying, I don't know if that is part of what is at play here with all of this, but that's a weird situation because usually it's, I'm not showing up because I want the big contract, not I'm not showing up and I don't want to talk to you about the contract you apparently want to give me. That's That's so weird. Right. I'm not saying this is Armageddon. You know, but I'm also not saying there's nothing to see here, which a lot of people are trying to say. I think it's more than that. Something in the middle. Skip Bayless is casting his movie. We all hold our breath. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident still causing delays on I-71 southbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is backed up to 17th Avenue in this area. It has been moved to the right side. Should be in the clearing stages, but plan on some residual backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Friday. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. There is something else I want you to send us on Twitter. Okay. Yesterday, I was talking about the Kenny Loggins song, Your Heart Will Lead You Home. And if you have children and you listen to that song, I don't know how you can't get a little emotional. Here's the question. 
give me a song. Maybe weepy's the wrong term that you listen to, and every single time you get emotional. Mm. I have quite a, a song few, for I you. Quite a f- I have quite a few of those. Yeah. Well, give me one. Well, there's a there's a band that uh, I went to see recently. That Pedro the Lion band. They have a song about the. I, I won't. We don't have it. I'm not going to play it because it's it's like five minutes long and you have to listen to the whole thing. But basically, the song is about this guy, the lead singer, when he was in seventh grade, he gets to switch from being a clarinet player to being a saxophone player. That's what he wants to play in school band. All right. And as he gets to that moment where he goes to the band director and his dad's there and he's like, all right, here's the clarinet. Now, give me the saxophone, please. Band director's just like, ah, too many saxophones. Sorry. You're really good on clarinet. Just stick with that. And he like says, like, with tears in my eyes, and he starts like welling up, and it's just this emotional song. And the song is actually called First Drum Set. Because then the guy's like, Well, if you don't want to play clarinet, I guess you could play I guess you could play the drums. And then he talks about how he falls in love with the drums, and it's kind of a it's it turns. It's a very nice song. But All man, right, I've never when it gets the song. When it gets to that moment, it gets me weepy. But one that's like a little easier listen is uh a band called May that I like. They have a song called We're So Far Away. And that one it's just all the feels. It's piano. It's singing. It's I enjoy it. Now, Teddy, you have no emotions. So do you have a song that gets you emotional? I had to think about that for a little bit because I was thinking more of like, you know, like something that was sad. But then you said it could, you know, it doesn't have to be something that just makes you no, sad. No, it doesn't it have you, to be yeah. something that can make you yeah. sad. But. So then I thought, you know, at uh, my wedding, uh, we played uh, Etta James's At Last. Okay. And we, all so right. whenever I hear that song, then, it, you know. I get a little weepy. That's a great call. That's probably going to be on a lot of people's lists. I want you to tweet the program, songs that make you emotional. And then what we'll do is we'll pick a segment, we'll play a bunch of these songs, and Spotify will ban us forever. <laughs> yes. That's my goal today. I thought you were going to say, we'll all just start weeping. Because like, all no, these I mean, songs will we'll, be so we'll emotional weep, and sad. And then the radio station will weep when we can't put our podcast on Spotify mm, anymore. That's right. You want to get us off of Spotify. I see what you're doing. Uh, speaking of weepy, I'll cry if I watch this. They're making a movie on Great American Country about uh, Skip Bayless and his wife. Uh, Skip Bayless and his wife wrote a book about their relationship not yeah. too long ago. Uh, it's a 2019 book called Balls. How to Keep Your Relationship Alive When You Live with a Sports-Obsessed Guy. Mm-hmm. It credits Mr. and Mrs. Bayless as the authors. So, all right. Uh, the other working title for that was Get My Dinner on the Table, Bitch. Yeah. But they decided to go with that one. Skip Bayless, man. I do not understand. I do not understand this person, like, on any level. I understand some people on some level. I understand some people on like a I'm, great I'm level. With you, man. I'm saying I do not get Skip Bayless like start to finish this guy other than complete egomaniac. But even complete egomaniacs usually like to just look at their money and go, look at all the money I've amassed here. I'm going to go do other egomaniac things now. No, he has to be on TV and has to be like telling you how to live your life. Not just like, I'm happy I made a bunch of money screaming. The the, the decent egomaniacs at least have the the wherewithal to pretend like they're not egomaniacs. But also it's like, yeah, you see my yacht? Yeah, I'm a yacht guy now. And you're like, all right, yacht guy. Like, whatever, live your life. I'm just saying, Skip Bayless, it's like he has piled up enough money where he could go by himself probably a small private island and never be heard from again and that no. would be his that would be his worst nightmare by the way this he book, doesn't need this money he wants to be in your life 
all the time, and I don't understand here's it. The, here's the cliff note version of this book, and I'm not kidding. This is what it is. Uh, the secret to the relationship is her realizing that she always comes in second place to what he wants to do and his ambition. Yeah, that's the book. That's the book. That's the book. That's and as long as you realize that, you'll have a healthy relationship. Sorry, honey, that's not healthy. No, it's that's not good. Anyway, it's whatever. Like they've sold this to great American country. Yeah, and last thing on that, they're they're allowed to have whatever relationship makes them happy. I'm just saying, maybe maybe that's not when you write a book and do a movie about. It's like this is such a great relationship. Hey man, they put the relationship out there thing. for judgment. So I enough. am I am judging them. That's fair. I'm just saying, like that's how they want to get down. That's fine. I don't know if that's great advice for anybody, but whatever. So on this, they did a podcast uh, on his because apparently he has a podcast too, where he had her on and they were talking about the book and this movie, which she said at the time, she said it's all still in the legal process. Now, apparently great American country is making this movie, but on this podcast, Bayless said, can we go pie in the sky? Can we go? Will never happen. Who would we have, you know, playing these actors? Like what actors would we get to play us in the movie? So he said for his wife, Ernestine, it would have to be Sarah Jessica Parker of Sex and the City fame. Wherever you go to this day, somebody inevitably says, has anybody ever told you you look like Sarah Jessica Parker? Which From 15 years ago? I mean, well, I, I assume mean, she's quite a bit older than Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, right. Yes. I mean, that's I. That's right. She, I think, is. But I can see the resemblance. Okay, she looks like right. she if if there was a movie where they said she's Sarah Jessica Parker's mom, I would say. Yeah, I could see, if she was playing an actress that said, I'm playing your mom, like, they look similar. I see that. Okay. Uh, Bayless then said, uh, for me, it would have to be Kevin Costner. Only because for 17 years, Ernestine has told me, you look like Kevin Costner. Well, then Ernestine has glaucoma. Right. And needs some assistance. I don't know. Again, good for her that this is what she sees in this man. This Shallow is hell? Yeah, I guess. This is her Kevin Costner. Is this like obsessed douchebag who screams at people on the air all day? That's her, Kevin Costner. Good for her. I don't think the rest of us are going to see it that way. Now, I would like to say there is a 0% chance of Kevin Costner playing Skip Bayless in the GAC, Great American Country, movie. Right. However, if you would have told me 15 years ago that Kevin Costner's most beloved role of the last 20 years of his career... Right. Was going to be doing e- a TV show on something called Paramount Plus. <laughs> I'd say, well, there's no way that's happening. This guy's a movie star. Yeah. So I don't know what he, maybe he will do the movie on Great American Country. Maybe, but I would be shocked. That's, and again, w- if you are going to go Great American Country, why would you be like, yeah, you know what? This Skip Bayless project yeah. is really speaking to me. I don't see that. The college football bowl schedule is set. We're going to go through every oh, single please. bowl, every single one. We've got a, we will we've project got a holiday weekend in it. Let's not do that. And then we'll all just fall down drunk. All right. And that'll well, be the end of the show. I got to go get some more beer. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident blocking the two left lanes of 670 eastbound after 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from Leonard Avenue in this area. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. A plan on some stop and go delays. Traffic report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Call 1-833-PROTECT. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Oh, hello! 
was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Come for the obesity. Stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I'd ask you to send us songs that made you emotional when you listened to them. Maybe weepy, maybe sad, maybe super happy, gives you the chills, happy tears. At Man and Bone 971. We've got a lot of them coming in already. I'm sure we'll have plenty more. Uh, Let's see. We'll start off. uh, (laughs) So we've got Bart says The Funeral by Band of Horses. Don't know it. Israel says, Terry Jack's Season of the Suns. Don't know it. All right, let's see if we can find a couple that I know. Ted, do you know any of those so far? Ted doesn't know anything. No. If it's not on Master of Puppets, Ted doesn't know it. (laughs) How do you say, is it Warren Warren Zevon? Zevon? Warren Zevon. Okay, Warren Zevon had a song called Hit Somebody, according to Eric. It's about a hockey goon and The Gambler by Fun. Uh, One Tree Hill by U2. Off the Joshua Tree album. Good show. Yeah, you love that show. It's on the CW. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, that was Scott's, by the way. Nick says, 10 years, that band, song's called Proud of You. I don't know if I know that song. Said, as a I parent, know the band. This one hits all the feels as a parent. I get chills just thinking about it. Uh, let's see what else. Billy Joel has a song. I know he's not your favorite guy, but he has a song called Lullaby on his River of Dreams album. I've seen oh, a few yeah. suggestions for okay. that come in where it's... It's basically him explaining to his young daughter why him and Christy Brinkley have to get a divorce. Oh, okay. But that doesn't mean that we, we won't always be together. Mm, I see. That's interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to check that one out. Uh, let's see. Angie or Angela from Angela's Cake says, I will see you again, Carrie Underwood. You should be here by Cole Swindell. I have heard that one. I If I remember that one, if it's the one I'm thinking of, that's like about someone who's gone that's you know died and they're you know talking about like all the memories and things they're doing right now it's like you should be here for all this stuff that we're doing and all this good times we're having uh, and then give heaven some hell by hardy which i like that's just a cool title i don't know much about the song I'm trying to see what else we got we've got all right, well a, keep sending like, in your song i'm scrolling through there's uh, matches malone just sent me a gif of yeah yep of Scott Stapp singing with arms wide open. So apparently that's his contribution. Hey man. Very good. A good song. Yeah, I just, there's a lot of them here that unfortunately with... Uh, I'll tell you that, all kidding aside, I make the jokes about Creed and Scott Stapp and stuff, but one of the reasons why I enjoy Creed is because when I packed up my Pontiac Grand Am and I moved across the country to California to do radio, my girlfriend at the time had as a going away present bought me a cd player with a removable face oh nice to put in my car and all my cds were packed in the trunk but i had one cd just randomly in the car Hmm. that i would listen to on the entire trip 
and it was my own prison by Creed. Kind of ironic when you think about it, because you're just locked in this car listening That's to That's right. Like, my own prison. And so, and so I remember, I remember pulling away from my house into this great unknown. I didn't know what the hell was going to happen with my life. Everybody was telling me I was stupid for leaving. And I had that CD on as like I'm crying, driving down the highway in the middle of the night. Yeah, I guess, you know what, when you put it that way, I could see how that one would bring the feels out. Uh, Let's see. Just Wing It tweeted us and said, my heart will go on. Celine Dion. There we go. We know that one. That's one of Trestle's favorites. Yes, Leon Dion. I actually have a shirt that someone did, like a metal album, where all the artwork looks like this demonic, it's like a Satan head and like all kinds of stuff all over. It's gross looking, it's crazy looking, and then it says, Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, we in metal to, we letters. We used to have the soundbite of Jim Trestle saying Sleon Dion. I, I've Do never, we still have dude, it? I have, I've looked for that for years at this place. If it exists, I, I don't right, know. We used to have it. Somebody deleted Maybe it. Maybe Skip's got it on some kind of like... I don't know, 8-track or something back there, but he's he's out today, so we don't know. How you um, doing, Tress? Doing good, Mike. <laughs> good to talk to you. Also, I Will Always Love You, the Whitney Houston version is what Just Wing had said. Now, that's a great version, but I feel like if we're talking weepy, they're all, it, that song is weepy, right? But I feel like the Dolly Parton version, when she sings it, there's just a little something, there's a little tenderness that's also there with hers. Whitney Houston is a tremendous singer. You're right. Whitney Houston is the better singer. Oh, yes. I think Dolly Parton would say that. But Dolly Parton wrote that song and sings it with just, there's just a little extra something to it when she sings it. I understand that. Uh, All right. That's enough of this for now. Okay. Tweet us your songs at Man and Bone 971. The college football bowl schedule is set. Would you like to go through every single one? Uh, No. I would not like to do that, but we can talk about some of them. I, sure. I will tell you that there's only 41 bowls on here. Oh, good Lord. Instead of 42. Oh, my. How will we survive without the, the extra bowl? San Francisco Bowl has died. Not a bowl! Yeah. <laughs> so far, they may resurrect it. I don't know. Somewhere Maybe Keith, after three days, they go in and say, oh, where's the San Francisco Bowl? Somewhere Keith Allen's nose started itching out of nowhere. He's like, why did that happen? I don't understand. <laughs> So there's only 41 bowls. Uh, I'll give you some of the big boys here. All right. Yeah, go ahead. The Peach Bowl, which will be uh, national semifinal number one in the playoffs. Yeah. That is going to be December 31st, 4 or 8 p.m. on ESPN. Fiesta Bowl is the other semifinal playoff this year. That will also be December 31st, 4 or 8 p.m. So go ahead and mark it down. You'll be booking a flight to Tempe and Sky Harbor International Airport. You're going to go out there. It's not Tempe anymore, it's right? Glendale. It's Glendale. Yeah, whatever. But yeah. same thing. You'll be going out there to watch the Buckeyes hopefully play, and that's the game they're If they make it in, that's the game they're going to. They will be picked by the Fiesta Bowl. No now, doubt I, about it. I know they've done this in the past, but I love how the Rose Bowl is going to be January 2nd this year well it's because it's sunday i know it's nfl sunday i understand avoid and skip i i I understand all of that but i like how wow we're not flexible until we are until we're going up against the nfl then we're super flexible i I like how the rose bowl if you listen to people talk about the rose bowl like guys like herbie who just don't ever think they just regurgitate the same thing they heard when they were like in high school and they say it now like it's the same thing where it's like the rose bowl is just if they don't have the rose bowl in college football just ceases to exist that's what i've always thought and it's like all right great 
And and they will say that as if like we can't have the Rose Bowl not be on New Year's Day. And then the NFL's like, yeah, we don't care about the Rose Bowl. And the Rose Bowl's like, ah, we'll move it all over the place because we are so scared of competing. Like they make you think the Rose Bowl's this great entity that could compete with any other thing on the sports calendar. And then a like random NFL game is on. It's not even the last week of the NFL, right? The re- the last week of the NFL now is either like January 8th or the following week after that because now we have 17 games. There, This is not even the last week of NFL season and they're saying we cannot compete with the NFL. We will move to Monday gladly. All right, I'm going to ask you where two of these bowls are, okay? okay. Just picking some random Let's bowls. See what I can do. The Tony the Tiger Bowl. Where is the Tony oh, the Tiger Bowl? <laughs> this is a real thing. Where is it? I'm sure it is. Um... It's December thirtieth. I'll tell you that. Can I just can I say a state and get close? Do I get credit if I say a state? Yeah, you can say a state. Go ahead. Okay. Tony the Tiger Bowl. Um, then I'll say uh, I'm going to go with Florida. No, it's in El Paso, Texas. Oh, Texas. Oh, it is an ACC Pac-12 matchup. So is the that Tony the Tiger Bowl, the formerly known as the El Paso Bowl? Is I'm, that what that I, is? It may be. Okay. I'm sure it is. Sure. Uh, and where is the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl? Oh, I would guess that's got to be in. California somewhere. It is in Inglewood, California. That's oh, right. Okay. The Jimmy Kimmel Bowl is December 17th, 3.30 on ABC, Pac-12 against the Mountain West. I like how, I mean, I'm not saying he stole that idea from us. We had that I idea am. to do it, and now like Barstool has had a bowl, Jimmy Kimmel's had it. Like, we had that idea first. We just we, didn't have the money. That's the difference. Yes. Everyone around here was like, that's a great idea. Can you make it work for $7? And we were like, nope. We were hoping you guys would figure out how to make it work. You're the salespeople, and they were like, nah, it's not our deal. I was saving this until the next segment, but I'll do it now. There is something else that we invented that we need to get royalties from. What's that? Because I saw that there's a possibility that Pat McAfee may do an alternate broadcast on Amazon, like a McAfee cast. Yeah. Because this is what happens now. You are right. We had the the Manning cast, now we have to have casts of everything. Who invented the cast? You and I invented it. We've talked about it. For years here that what we not again, Paul and Jim, they all do a great job. That's that's good. If if you want to hear the game, which you should want to hear the game, that's the best thing to listen to. If, though, you want to hear someone just not really giving you the details of the game, but just kind of like laughing alongside of the game as it happens or occasionally going on a third down like, oh, my gosh, why would you throw it there? Ugh. like if that's what you want to hear, we would be open to doing that. Teddy. Every time we've asked about it, they've said no. When did we move to the FM? What year was that? It was uh, several years ago. No, I know that, but what year was it? <laughs> Thank you, Ted. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> was, it, was it 2006? <laughs> I have no idea. That was so great where it's like, oh, man, he may think it was yesterday. I better set him straight. That was many moons ago, <laughs> man. Right. Back to you. All right, I'm, I'm going to say 15 years ago. Okay, sounds right, good. We, sounds right, we yeah. moved to the FM, okay. plus or minus. Yeah, who the somewhere, hell knows? Right, Teddy? somewhere around there. Yeah, I remember when we moved and we started airing the game. We our station was on ninety seven point one. I went to our boss and said, "Hey, fourteen sixty is just sitting there. We are running the same thing on fourteen sixty that we're running on Big Boy ninety seven point one. Why don't we put an alternate broadcast? Yes. on fourteen sixty of." You and I sitting around watching the game while the game is going on. No play-by-play, just us watching it. Oh, man, we can't do that. But Who wants to listen to that? Blah, blah, blah. Yep, that's right. For years! 
Everyone not on the air here has a country accent. I don't know if you know that. That's how Ted, when he's not on the air, has a country accent. <laughs> you're, you're Jimmy right. Powers, who you've never heard of, has a country accent. You're right. Whenever I whenever I do male voices, <laughs> it's always that. And then I've been told my female voices are all the same too. What's that? Who wants to listen to that? I want to listen to Paul Keels. When I listen to him, my pants fly right off. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how your female voice sounds a little bit like uh, uh, Mad Dog Russo. It does? Like, my pants fall right off my body. That's what they do. And then you've just pitched that up higher is what you've done. Now, we haven't actually done an alternate cast. No. But we've talked about it for years we've on this for show. Years. We've yes. said it. I remember two years ago having a conversation with Platinum Fox about the idea of what if because we can't broadcast television, you know, broadcast of a game, clearly. We can't just show that on something. But what if we had, like, a video stream of you and I watching a game, and it was our reactions, where the game is up on the screen, and then we're just sitting on a couch. Maybe there's a few other people there. We got some drinks. And we're just reacting. And you can see when we go, like, oh, my gosh, what were you calling? You know, that stuff. And he was like, ah, it'll never work. The entire Barstool YouTube channel and like nine other copycats of Barstool now all have that. That's like all they have all the time is reactions of guys. And it's specifically gambling. I also remember going to him and saying, what if we did a gambling show where we were like put someone in Vegas and they gave them like $100 or $500 a day and they go and make their bets. And the show is you listen to that guy reacting as all the late at night listen as the guy gets all the you know results in and he can tell you whether he won or lost and you can hear this guy lose his mind when he loses a hundred dollars nobody wants to hear that that's all they're doing now that's all these gambling shows are doing is they're all out in vegas they're all doing that glad we didn't do any of those ideas we had guy on the phone you just hear a thud it's like what happened Oh, he jumped off the roof. He lost his bet. He's done. All right, let's move on to the next caller. Get the next guy. Let's do, go to now uh, let's this go other guy. To Scotty Vegas. Yeah. In Columbus. What other states is it legal? That's what that's like they would just immediately move to another place where gambling's legal. And look, I'm aware that life is full of ideas, but it's the execution that matters, but somehow I still want to be paid for my ideas. Well, I feel like, though, we it's not like we don't do another thing here. It's not like we sat around with ideas and they didn't do anything. Like, we do this, the, like, this is most of our day. And then we were like, hey, if someone else could do one of these other ideas, and everyone was like, yeah, it's great. Shut up. All right, it's a big weekend for Hillbillies. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident still blocking the two left lanes of 670 eastbound after 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from I-71 in this area. Emergency crews are now on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by NHTSA. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click at our ticket, paid for by NHTSA. I'm the NRA with traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust.
You wanted the best. Instead, you got these two. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Tool of the Week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now, at Man and Bone 971. We're also asking you for songs that make you weepy, emotional, good, bad, whatever. Uh, T-Bone gave you some of his. Teddy had to reach dip uh, deep into his dip? pit <laughs> of uh, whatever he calls a soul. Mm-hmm. He's not a, an overly emotional guy, but what did you say? Edda James at last? That is correct, yes. Yeah, that was my song. Etta James is a fantastic singer, by the way. She did and, all right for herself. Oh, yeah, she she's did. pretty good. Uh, so here's a few more we've gotten. And Andrew says, Hurt by Johnny Cash, which that, if you've not heard that album that Johnny Cash did towards the end of his life where Hurt is on there, where he, like he sang Trent Reznor, you know, Nine Inch Nails, that song. Yeah. Oof. It is, that is something. Now here's the question, though. And that that is a good song. I like it very much, and I like that whole album very much. By the way, the, the backing band for that entire album is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, if you didn't know oh, that. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. His band for that is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and I, I enjoy that album very much, but sometimes I wonder if Johnny Cash knows what he's singing, or if just Rick Rubin handed him some stuff and said, play this, old man. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if he, I'm, maybe he just like, here's this song, what do you think of it? I really like this, I'll sing it. I don't know if he necessarily was like, yeah, Nine Inch Nails, one of my favorite bands. I would be surprised if that's what Johnny Cash said, but you know what? Maybe. It's a good song, though. It's a great song. Good song. Good album. Uh, let's see who else. Kurt said Metallica Fade to Black. Okay. Well, right, yeah, I wasn't man. expecting that one, but all right. Did I he like say that. what type of emotion that stirs? No, he just said that's just the song he, he sang. Right, let him live. Uh, let's see. This is Russ, who said the song that hits me in my teary places is Hallelujah, sung by Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell's daughter after his passing. Ooh. I, I don't think I heard that. Well, you've heard Hallelujah, right? I've heard, yes, That's I've heard that many, many different times. renditions. I didn't know Chester Bennington, who obviously now, he has also passed away, but... Who had a good rendition of that? Was it Jeff Buckley? Probably. Who died shortly afterwards? But Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell's daughter singing that in like after Chris Cornell passed away, and then oh, Chester Bennington went off and right, killed, killed that, himself. Uh, man, that would be that would be a very yes, that would get me into a very emotional state too. Thanks for that, Russ. Uh, Lisa says "Tunnel of Love" by Springsteen. All right. Uh, Kurt says "Looks Like We Made It" by Shania Twain. Urban's Little Meyer mm, says "Mazzy Star Fade Into Fade You." Into you, great song. Now he Great said, song. Uh, Urban's Little Meyer says, known song, Mazzy Star. And then said, lesser known, R-A-M or Ram, I'm not sure. And then he said, the song is called Ram. Ramelia. I don't know. it. He said, his wife died and the song was made shortly after. It's a trance song, but everyone's in tears when it's played at the club because of the melodic piano and strings. Brings a tear every time for me. All right. Keep sending in your uh, songs and then we'll take a segment and play all of them. And we'll get kicked off Spotify forever. I don't think we'll play all of them. Uh, Here's a few more from me. Okay. Uh, Full of Grace by Sarah McLaughlin. I've said a million times I can hear Sarah McLaughlin sing the phone book. And I'll just sit there entranced. Fake Plastic Trees from Radiohead. Okay. And Green Eyes by Coldplay. Those are some songs on my list. All right. Those are all good. Every single time I hear them, I uh, wonder if I'll ever get an erection again. What a weird reaction. But I guess it's better than the opposite, which is, I don't know if I'll never not have one again. Because that would be way worse. 
That would be much worse. Ah, stupid. Yeah. What did I tease? Oh, it's a big weekend for Hillbillies. Dick Masheter, Ford Fan Poll. Which of this weekend's auto races would you most like to attend? I should take that back. It's a big weekend for Hillbillies and Euro Trash. Okay. F1 Monaco Grand Prix, Indy 500, or the NASCAR 600 in Chalet? Um, I was listening to Bishop and Friends, which I hope everybody does every day, 9 to noon, right here on the fan. Uh, Bo Bishop was talking about this, and he made a great point that I will echo here, because it's the same point I would have made if he didn't already say it. How is the answer anything other than Monaco? We're talking about attending this race. I'm not talking about, like, how good the race is, which I actually the race won't be very good. No, the Monaco races are almost like a parade. Yeah, because it's very narrow streets. It's very difficult to pass on that course. There are some great battles occasionally. If you really like auto racing and you really appreciate like a guy whittling down a tenth of a second over 20 laps, then you might like that. But it's Monaco. And I love, I'm going to the Indianapolis 500 on Sunday. I will be in attendance. And you've been there before. Yeah, I love Indiana. Like, Indianapolis is a nice town. It's anybody, Buckeye fans, plenty of Buckeye fans have gone out there and know how good it is, right? I love that town. It's fine. It's not Monaco. I mean, what are we doing? It's not? Yeah. I want you to go, I want you to pretend that you're going to be at Monaco and dress like Monaco at the Indy 500 this weekend. I I want you to. You know what? I wouldn't be out of place. I, I mean, I would be because I don't dress like that, and I don't have the fashion I sense to pull it off. I want you to wear wicker shoes, yeah, white slacks, mm-hmm. a straw fedora. Mm-hmm. Sure, not straw. You you know you know what I mean. What's uh, the material I'm thinking about? Straw. It's not straw. But you know what I mean. It's a fedora. I'm just gonna every word you say. I'm pants. I'm just gonna question it. <laughs> Just gonna keep doing that. Linen? I want you to look like Manny Acta looks all the time. <laughs> okay, fine. Remember, every I single could, time yeah. Manny Acta was out of a baseball uniform, yeah. he had the fedora on. Oh, yeah, and right. He looked great. Yeah. I, I want you to look like that. Okay. Well, I'm telling you though, like what's really weird about the Indy 500 is number one, there's going to be 350 plus thousand people there. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of everyone there. So if you're like looking for College kids who are like going to a rave, that group will be there. They are? Yeah, they have a party oh. in turn three every year called okay. the Snake Pit, right. where there's like a bunch of that stuff. But they also have like, you know, the guys who've been there for 40 years, they've never missed a race, that kind of thing. And then you have people who are there to be seen. It's it's a huge event. The whole state of Indiana, anybody who's like in auto racing, if you can't get to Monaco, or even if you could, if you're some people... Like, they will still say, yeah, but I got to go to the Indy 500. That's the one. That's the biggest race. Will Jim Ursay be there? I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I'm I'm telling you, it's that level. Like, will the governor of the state will Mike be there? Mike Pence be there? Probably. Will John Mellencamp be there? Possibly. All right, I'm out. I'm out on people I know from Indiana. Mm. Well, Larry Bird. He's David Letterman. David Letterman. David Letterman will, will be he, there. He will be there, he right? He owns a team. That's yeah, right. His he'll beard be there will be for there. sure. Um, there are, I'm saying like, that is one of those, it, it attracts a lot of people that you wouldn't expect. So, I'm, I'm excited to get out there. What do you mean? There's lots of people from Indiana. I understand, but people we would know. Uh, Jim Neighbors, dead. Okay. He used to sing a song. That back home again in Indiana. They used to they oh. sing it before the Indy 500. They sing back home again in Indiana, and he used to be the guy who sang it. Now it's the guy. Have you ever seen the guy who does the Blackhawks? Uh, basically, basically, they're Leo Welsh. Yes, like, 
Yeah. He comes back. Jim sings, Cornelius? Jim, is that his name? Yeah, it's something like that. He comes back and does it now, and he's tremendous. All right. So, yeah, he sings it. It's it's great, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay. I hope you have a good time. I will wear white pants in your give honor. Me a, give me a present. Give me a souvenir. You want a souvenir? Yeah, I want a souvenir. Give me what something. Do you, what do you want? Well, whatever you think is appropriate. I don't know. Mm. They don't sell those there. They don't sell souvenirs? No, they don't sell the thing I think would be appropriate for oh. you there. I'm sure they have some Confederate flags for sale. You can get me one of those. <laughs> they don't do that. They don't, actually. Roger Penske runs that place. He doesn't like Confederate flags All in right, there. Okay. He's All not right. a Confederate flag All guy. Right, I got it. I got it. All right. Come on. Maybe you can get me a Bubble Wallace hate sign. You no, get one of those? That, <laughs> they don't have one of those? God, I saw that. Well, that's we don't have time for that, but that was NASCAR tweeted out like people read their mean tweets. It's all these NASCAR drivers and Bubba Wallace is like, You're you're not ready for me to read my <laughs> no, mean dude, tweets. Don't do you that. Don't Come on. Do that. <laughs> no, you don't, unfortunately. No, you don't. Going to the World Cup seems like a pain in the ass. Details next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the two left lanes of 670 eastbound after 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from I-71 in this area. Keep an eye out for the emergency crews on scene. Plan about a 20-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low-down payments and flexible payment options to help the customer stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Attention. Please flip your listening device to the stupid setting. Thank you. You're listening to Man and Bone. Happy Friday. Tool of the Week is coming up one hour from now. Send in your Twitter tools at Man and Bone 971. We're also asking you to tweet in songs that make you weepy or emotional. And maybe it has nothing to do with the, the song, but just the time in your life where the song was relevant to you. Mm. You know, it's like a sense memory. Sometimes you smell something and it's like, oh, Grandma's house. You know, oh, and you, you, yeah, I thought you said sense at first. You said scent memory. I got you. Sense memory. Oh, no. Oh, it is sense memory. Sense memory. Oh, yeah. all right. Where you smell. So that's why I thought it well, was you, scent. Well, you taste something, oh, and it, it reminds you of, of a time and a I place. You. you hear a song, and it's like, oh, yeah, this song brings me back to that time. Yeah, right. Oh, there's lots of those with high school, too. Sadly, that's why I still like Limp Biscuit, just like a tiny little smidge. You don't have to apologize for Limp Biscuit. Enjoy. No, but I'm saying, like, I acknowledge a lot of their music is not, like, I don't know. It's yeah. not the greatest. You like right. my Fred Durst impersonation? How's that again? Yeah! Oh, okay. <laughs> right, but I, yeah. I remember listening to that in my night, I think, what year was that Sable? We had, like, a 1994 Mercury Sable that I drove to school that had a discolored door because it had like gotten scratched up. My dad got a replacement at a junkyard. But I remember sitting in the school parking lot, get out of school, and I'd flip that on, and it would be like Limp biscuit. And then all of a sudden, I'm just driving to my job at Kroger as a bag boy, and I'm like, yeah, Limp biscuit. I'm going to get through this shift. It's going to be awesome. And then about 10 minutes in, I would feel like crap and 
hate that. But in that moment, I felt very, very excited to like get out of school, go to get my paycheck at my job. And yeah, I had freedom because I had a car and it was Limp Biscuit of all bands that I remember with that. I'd send in your songs at Man and Bone 971. There are two types of people in this world, me and everyone who likes the new Colorado Rockies City Connect uniforms. That's right. Because pretty uh, much everything I've seen online is how sick these uniforms are. And I think they're just sick. I hate them. So if you haven't seen these, they are like the like a forest green is up from like going from the bottom of the pant leg all the way up to about mid chest. It's all that. And then up around the chest area where you normally have like the lettering, it does have lettering. These says Colorado, but then they have mountain peaks behind the Colorado. It looks like a pack of cigarettes. Is what okay? I could see that, like cool cigarettes. Actually, I could see that a little bit. But then uh, the hat looks like something you would get at REI, like it, yeah, or, I can like see a Patagonia branded something. It's like a logo with the C on it and whatever. It's isn't that the trendy. state flag? Is probably got the state flag. It's that C. But yeah, the the Colorado state. Yeah, people logo love it. Look, I, I understand why people love them. I don't like busy uniform things. I like things to be simplistic. I don't like overly gaudy things. It's not my cup of tea. Well, I will say this. I liked the uniform when I saw it. And the first thought I had was, oh, that's cool. And then I thought, I wonder, what is there a minor league team in Colorado? Is this in Boulder or, you know, where Colorado Springs? Do they have a minor league affiliate of the Rockies? The first few pictures I saw, and then I realized, wait a second, those guys play for the Rockies. This is the Rockies. This is their, I didn't know it was their City Connect uniform. But if you've seen the Giants, that's the one I keep going back to. The Giants logo that they have for their City Connect uniform, if you've not seen it, it's like, I don't know, peach, orangish color. Like, it's weird. That uniform is, in and of itself, I guess, okay. But every time I see it, I go, I can't believe this is the Giants uniform. It looks nothing like the Giants. It always throws me. This one, when you see it for the first time, if you haven't, you will probably say, is that a minor league baseball team uniform? Because it seems pretty bold for a major league team to do yeah, this. Yeah, and these are the City Connects. They don't wear them all the time. I understand why they're doing it, and I'm sure they'll sell a lot of them. So what the hell does it matter if they I like sell, it or not? They'll but, sell a ton of those hats. I can see a lot of people buying that jersey just who are not baseball fans. who are just like, oh, this is Colorado and Mountains. That's cool. I'm going to buy that. Uh, the World Cup is coming up this fall in Qatar, and Qatar is a very, very tiny country. You and I were reading an article earlier today about how there's not going to be enough hotel rooms in Qatar to accommodate all the people that want to be there. No, uh, they are saying that apparently because there's the World Cup brings in 1.2 million visitors from around the world, let alone the people who are in your country who also want to attend these games. What is the population of Qatar? I'm going to look that I don't up know. while you talk. That's a Go good ahead. question. Um, so Doha is the main central hub where a lot of these games are going to be. A lot of the stadiums are built around Doha. So the problem is this. Uh, they're saying they do not have enough hotel rooms to for all the people who are going to be there. So then this article says that's where the shuttle service comes in. And then Al Baker, who apparently uh, runs this shuttle service, he says these flights are there for spectators to watch the match and then go back to this other city because accommodations will be in short supply. We are not unique. Even in countries like Russia and South Africa, they suffered shortages when they hosted the tournament. Talking about previous World Cups. How many people did you say are going to visit? 1.2 million people. They have 2.9 people living, 2.9 million people living in Qatar. 
Like that, that would be the equivalent of if we had like a month long sporting event in this country and they said, good news, 130 million people are going to come to this event. Yeah. Like that's the amount of people per capita that we're talking adding to in that a, in area. In a much smaller space. Well, that's what I'm saying. Too. The United States is much bigger, but if you take like a third of our population and add that onto who's already here, that's a lot of people all of a sudden out of nowhere. So they, they are saying that this flight emanates from, I believe it's Abu Dhabi, which is not, that's like a six-hour drive from Doha, and it's in another country. So they're, what they are saying is people will come to this region of the world, but they will be going to Doha to watch this soccer tournament, but they won't be staying in Doha. They will have to then hop on a flight, which probably takes an hour or two at least, and then on that flight, they will go to another country and then get off the airport there and they'll have hotel rooms there. So like you're ready to go watch your team play in the World Cup. You got to go to a different city's airport, hop a flight, go to the game, get back to the airport, get back on the flight, go back to where your hotel is. Then and only then can you go to bed after that long day. Does that sound enjoyable if you've already flown halfway across the world and now you got to do that again? I can't believe that's how this is going to be. But welcome to the corruption of FIFA to a lesser extent. I remember when Jacksonville had the Super Bowl, they didn't have enough hotel rooms in Jacksonville proper to serve everybody. So they took big cruise ships and docked them in Jacksonville, and they used those as hotels. Oh, right. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised they're not doing that in Cutter. Yeah, that is. I, I, You would think that would be a possibility. Maybe they are doing that, too. Maybe they're doing that, and they still don't have enough room. No, I think I told you this like a month or a month and a half ago. Whenever it was the U.S. officially qualified for the World Cup, I got the email because I'm on the U.S. soccer email, like lots of U.S. soccer fans are. It must be nice. No, it's it's. A, I signed up once on an email, and it's a free email they send you. But it, it said you are officially entered into the lottery. If you want to, here's the link to click to be click be entered into the lottery to get World Cup tickets for this year. And I just clicked on it to say, okay, sure. What what would happen? And the prices alone for these tickets are insane. Then, of course, I went to look and see, well, what are hotels like? Just in case I maybe wanted to try to wait out a lottery and see if I could get a ticket or something. The ticket, the, the prices I saw to stay in Doha during the World Cup, you had to stay for like a minimum of five nights. And it was, we're talking like $7,000 for your hotel. And that is, and all, by the way, all of the ones I looked at were sold out and they were Airbnbs. They weren't even like official hotels. These are people who saw the need and were just like, I'm putting my apartment up for the month. You can have it week by week and they'll probably make a lot of money doing that but i'm saying like it, it is going to be really tough for people to stay at the world cup <laughs> good luck with all that is all i'm saying all right degenerate t-bone is coming up next and david njoku gets himself a new contract we'll give you the details common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the meister's bar and pizza traffic center Good afternoon. Some delays to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find slowdowns on I-71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad. Street traffic is beginning to build. You'll also find delays on 71 northbound between Greenlawn Avenue and I-70. Starving Report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. 
She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The generate T-Bone is coming up in mere moments. So the Browns have worked out a deal with tight end David Njoku, who they put the franchise tag on. That, will go, that will go away now. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years, $56.75 million. He gets $28 million guaranteed at signing. The deal averages $14.18 million per year. He is now the fifth highest paid tight end in the NFL. Um. Look, I don't want to crap on David Njoku here, but but <laughs> he caught 36 passes last season. That was good for 24th in the NFL in tight end receptions. He really hasn't had a substantial season in five years now? Yeah. When was the last season he had? I'm going to look at it here. Uh, it's not been five years, but he is... He is on his healthy years averaging 2018 2018 like, he's not a thousand he's not even like anywhere in the neighborhood of a thousand yard receiver at tight end in an era where like some tight ends have actually gotten loose no his high water mark was 2018 so we're creeping up on right, you're five right years there, here. you're right it's almost 56 receptions 639 yards four touchdowns he has never had a season where he's caught more than four touchdowns 2019 played in four games it was a wash 2020, played in 13 games, caught 19 passes. Last season, played in 16 games, caught 36 passes. I'm not saying he's a piece of crap and he's not a useful tool. I think he is. That's just a ton of money for that type of production. $28 million guaranteed. But again, remember, the Browns have no money to just get rid of Baker Mayfield. They can't find a way to do that. I guess here's the argument for making this signing. As much as I don't understand it either as a Browns fan, I think he's a decent player. I've He's done some good things for this team. I mean, the argument for it is you're going to now have a quarterback who should be able to shred NFL defenses. If Deshaun Watson, he better be everything he's advertised to be because of all the money you're paying him and all the headaches you've got because of bringing him in. If that is the case... He is the type of quarterback who can make David Njoku go from like a guy who is shows his talent at times to a guy who now becomes one of the best tight ends in the league. That's the type of jump you have to see here. And it's basically then you're saying, we think our quarterback is that good. But then that makes you wonder, why would you have to go get David Njoku for 20 or $56 million, 28 guaranteed. Well, you could just go probably get some other guy who could also be that good. If he can take a guy who's only had like 600 yards and four touchdowns as a high watermark and turn him into a top five tight end in the league, then you could probably do that with a lot of guys, is my point. Degenerate T-Bone, let's do it. Common Man and T-Bones. Degenerate. 
Jared T-Bone. Jared T-Bone. T-Bone's Picks for the Weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Choose between virtual or in-person appointments at 200-plus care sites. Providing the finest care anywhere. OhioHealth.com slash finest care. Bone. All right, man. So, we have, of course, in this... You know, final day of this week, where every day this week I've brought up something about the Indy 500. Today, you know what I'm going to talk about in Degenerate T-Bone. We are going to talk exclusively about betting at the Indianapolis 500 because I will be in attendance in a state where you are allowed to gamble. There will be advertising all over that place talking about being able to gamble. So I'm going to be at a big-time sporting event, and I can make bets. I'm going to tell you some of the bets that I plan on making this weekend, okay? Let's get into it. First off, there's the outright winner that you can bet for the Indy 500. You you can just bet who's going to win this race. The favorite to win, the guy who it will be everyone's pick if they're just told you only have one shot to get this right, would be Scott Dixon. He is arguably the greatest IndyCar driver of all time. He has as many wins as anyone in IndyCar history. He is driving for Chip Ganassi Racing, which is... Currently, uh-oh, what happened there? Chip? There you go. My Chip, mic was off. Chip Ganassi Racing has, like, four of the fastest cars in the field. They have proven it time and time again throughout practice, throughout qualifying. He's their best driver in their best car, and it's the best team in the field. He rolls off with pole position. Scott Dixon's race to lose, basically. He rolls off plus 650. So if you bet on Scott Dixon to win outright, if you put $25 on it, you'd win 162.50. So, let's look for some other guys who are really good. Renus VK, he is the like fastest non-Honda, non-Chip Ganassi racing car. He is on the outside of the first row, third position. They run three wide all the time in Indy. Renus VK, plus 1,500. He's a good pick, too. $25 bet on him gets you $375 if he wins it outright. But, Mike, I'm telling you, I am making this bet. I am making this pick. This guy is my pick. Because he is so talented and he's been there and done that and he knows the drill, I am going with 10th place qualifier Takuma Sato. And the reason I'm going with him is because this guy has already won it twice. You have to know how to run up front in Indy. That is a big skill. He has it. You have to have speed. From the moment they unloaded his car at Indy, I've been following it this whole month, he has been fast. His car has been a rocket ship. And a lot of people are sleeping on this guy. Because he's just not like the biggest name out there, not running for the biggest team. But this is a guy that if you get Tacoma Sato right, and if he does what I think he can do, $25 on him is $475 if he gets it done. Now, I think he's also a great bet if you want to do the podium finish, where you can bet on him just to finish in the top three. That is a little bit of a different money line there because $25 for that only gets you $100 as opposed to the $400 if he wins. But I think it's a real safe, for me, that's the one I'm going to be making. Takuma Sato in the top three. What's the line on Sterling Marlin, my guy? He's not in this. Oh, couple other guys, though, to look at for long shots. And these are going to be old guys. And then one out of nowhere for the top three. This is just to finish on the podium, top three. Tony Kanan, who has also had a great history at Indianapolis, $25 on him gets $125. He's 5 to 1 odds to get the podium. I'm going to take that. Juan Pablo Montoya, who is a legendary race car driver, one of the best in the field. He is tremendous. He's squatty. He looks like me in a driver's suit. Former yet- Canadiens goaltender. <laughs> Al Montoya. That's Al Montoya, right. Juan Pablo Montoya, 22 to 1 odds just to make the podium. 
$25 bet gets you $550 if he makes the podium. And I see him doing that in a way where there's a wreck, there's a bunch of cautions, and he just hangs around, avoids all of it, and ends up in the top three. Last guy I'll mention, David Malukas. He's a rookie. He got wrecked today in practice by Santino Ferrucci. Bad guy. Anyway, oh, oh, oh. David Malukas is right now 13-1 to 1 odds to get a podium finish. He qualified 13th as a rookie. That's insane. This guy just wrecked. He's going to a backup card. The odds for him are going to be terrible as far as for the bookies. Good for you. So if he somehow has a miracle finish, you probably get even more value than what it is right now. $25 to win 325 if he makes the podium. But yeah, those are some picks to look for in the Indy 500 this weekend. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the two left lanes of 670 eastbound after 5th Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area. Emergency crews remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful here. In the meantime, keep an eye out for those crews. This traffic report is sponsored by Protect All Insurance. Protect All Insurance with offices throughout Central Ohio. They're out of this world for best rates and service on auto and home. Protect All Insurance, protecting life's important moments. Visit protectallinsurance.com. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Friday. Tool of the week is coming up at 534. Send in your Twitter tools now at manandbone971. We have uh, confused the messaging a little bit on that because we've also had a lot of you sending in your thoughts on weepy songs. So Songs we, that, that make you emotional mm-hmm. when you hear them. Yeah. Um, so we have quite a few here. Uh, Braden says, Let Her Cry by Hootie. She says, Alone by lamppost. Yeah. That's, trying to find a thought that's escaped her mind. Spotify's like, you can keep all this in. I need <laughs> Sounds the, uh, nothing like the song. There's no the, violation. I need the song. I'm not good acapella. Well, the, here's the first part of the song. Bring. That's all it is. It's just one strum of the guitar. She says alone by lamppost. Trying to find the thoughts that escaped her mind. Dad, can you imagine doing this if you wrote the song? It'd be really tough. She says there's a one out of the most. But stop, stop, fall behind. I think I'm just as good. Have you ever heard? Are you uh, crying over there, Teddy? Are it's you good. Weeping? That's a good song. I, I'm crying. I just, I just bring me to tears, Mike. Ted, I saw Teddy tears. wiping his eyes. This is not necessarily make me weepy, but this is like it's 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 a uh, it's a song that definitely gets me emotional. Well, it's not your song. It's this no, 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 guy's no. Song. No, I'm I'm about to suggest another song. This song is a good song for that. But I'm saying, uh, have you ever heard Chris Stapleton? Oh, here, play the. Play oh, you want to play the way for the hook? You're, you're talking over the chorus. Who cares? We all know this song. 
Bone, I don't know if you just figured this out. I'm trying to do the least amount of talking I, I possibly it. can in a three-hour show. Well, Ted, have you ever heard, uh, have you ever had that, um, what is the Chris Stapleton song about, I think it's, no, Whiskey and You is, is that's what got me thinking about it, because Darius Rucker does Whiskey and You, I think. And Chris Stapleton has a song about whiskey that's also good, and now I can't remember it. Well, I'm glad you I brought got it up. Well, because you play whiskey and you, yeah, it is whiskey. And I want to talk more Chris about Stapleton. the song. I don't know. All right, play that. Yeah. Oh, okay. He. Yeah. Did he write that? Okay. Have you? All right. If you've never heard this, Mike, I, this is I'm, country. I'm, I'm waiting. This is country music, but I think you would like it. Okay. Well, I'm waiting. Uh, Jason Robert, by the way, says "Memories" by Maroon Five gets him. So, all right, let him live. Which one is that? Sing a little for me. I don't know it. Just telling you it. Uh, this is uh, my own worst tweet. Says Eric Clapton, "Tears in Heaven." What is this? Is this Chris Stapleson? Yeah, whiskey and you. All right, let's listen a little bit. Let's listen. Let's listen to the whole thing. There's a bottle on the dresser by your ring, and it's empty. So right now, I don't feel a thing. I mean, you can see how this will get you pretty... This will get there, yeah, right? Sounds like a... When I wake up on the floor... Sounds like a good... good sounds like yeah. a... Springsteen trying to do country. He's got a little Springsteen to his voice. A little bit, yeah. There's a little bit there. Stapleton is a guy that wrote a lot of the big country hits, I want to say. And then eventually they were like... He said, could I actually just do the songs? Because I can sing too. And they were like, nah, no one will buy your records. And then he like put an album out and it went like bananas. It went crazy. And so then they were like, oh, I guess they will buy your records. What do we, hey, you write the songs and you're a good singer. Who knew? So good for that. I don't think we use that term enough. What? Went bananas. Oh, you're right. We don't. haven't heard that. I brought that one up. I don't know. It it went crazy is what I mean. I understand. People understand what it is, Bone. You don't have to tell them. (laughs) Uh, Sam said, make yourself by Incubus or really anything on that album for Morning View. Okay. That's probably one that's more. Like you get weepy or emotional about it because of a time in your life. Morning That's more View of a sense memory. Is I think a very very underrated album. I like that I, one very much. I love, I love. Like I thought Incubus in general was severely underrated, even in its time. But certainly now. All right, I have another one just for myself. Okay, good. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. Just playing songs you like. <laughs> I wasn't going to play this. Forget about it. No, I want to hear it I now. thought this is what we were talking it is. about. We are. Go I ahead. am so sorry no, no, for, go <laughs> try, for trying to throw a song well, in I there. I got that, you laughing. No, I knew it would it. get you. We got to get to the rundown. We got to go. Oh, the rundown. We got to get to the rundown. People don't know. That's why we don't do song of the day anymore. Because I said we something about one of your songs of the day. And you're like, fine. Never do it again. I'm finished. Canceled them. Yep. Read everybody else's song suggestions. I got something to say. Shot down. In a blaze of glory. <laughs> uh, what do I have? Oh, Phil Castellini. Phil Castellini. Speaking of empty bottles and yeah, no being kidding. sad and sappy. Uh, spoke publicly for the first time since opening day today at a season ticket holder event where he apologized for being an ass, I guess, saying that his emotions got the better of him, but went on and on about how they're doing everything they can to compete put the best product out on the field, give you the best ballpark experience, all of that crap. They're in it for the long term. Look, I don't buy a word that he says. He is a phony. I'm quite sure that most of the season ticket holders that heard him today didn't buy a word that he said. You want to talk about you're doing all you can. No, you're not. 
No, you're not. And look, this isn't about you got to go out there and spend with the Yankees. I know that's unrealistic. But I brought up Wade Miley. You just gave up Wade Miley in the offseason for nothing. Nothing. And when I say nothing, I don't mean a prospect nobody's ever heard of. I mean literally nothing. You put him on waivers so you could save $10 million. The Cubs have him now. They will spin him off at some point before the trade deadline, and they will get something for him. You didn't even put a phone call in to Nick Castellanos. It doesn't make any sense. And and, and I don't like the idea that, that the conversation of, you know, we gave it a shot and we we couldn't get it done, but we're, we want to well, that's it. Like, I feel like the Reds front office feels like they, because uh, in 2020, they had a little semblance of, look at this team. They could be something. Remember, we all talked about it. We thought the Reds might be interesting. And then COVID hit and the season got delayed and that was a whole mess, right? But when they got back, the Reds had basically a month at the start of the season where they just weren't very good. Happens to even really good teams sometimes. I'm not saying they would have been a better team if they had 162, but they never got a chance to really correct that, and it put them behind the eight ball, and they just couldn't really climb out of that hole. Then last year, they they were okay, but not great. And then this year, they blew everything up. So where was where was this big investment into winning? Brought the Astros earlier. The Astros have been like in their quote-unquote winning window, trash cans and all, but they had a, built a good roster up since what, 2015, 2016, where some of their prospects started coming up, and they hung on to some of those guys. They got rid of the ones that were really good, and they wanted to get rid of and they got stuff back they are still good the astros 2022 still relevant still good that's what the reds should be aiming to do is not just be good a couple years and then blow everything up and start over every five years no you need to actually sustain six or seven years of paying these young guys keeping them on your roster building that core up and see if they can't do something and if you're wrong you're wrong then you take a few years, regroup, and do that again. No, but not, they're, they're not saying, two years. He's saying they're doing the best they can. Yeah, and you well, know what? Then it's on the fans to tell you it's not good enough. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm glad you're trying. I'm glad you, you care enough to lie to our faces. I guess. That's about it. But that's this today was two months after the fact. You come out and you talk to a few season yeah. ticket holders who are willing to look you in the face. And, and then you're like, okay, I apologize. I'm sure this will now go on as... I, I would not be surprised in a few weeks. It's why do people keep bringing that up? That's old news. That's past. Can we not move on? No, Reds fans aren't moving on for a while, buddy. Oh, you probably won't hear from him for the rest of the season. Well, if he's smart, I just don't think he's an intelligent human. That's the problem. Reds and Giants tonight. Uh, NBA Finals could be set tonight. The Warriors are back in the finals after eliminating Dallas last night. The Celtics can eliminate the Heat tonight. And all the NBA experts that I've heard, I'm certainly not one of them. Uh, they're under the impression that is going to happen. Yeah, that the Heat are dead. Celtics have looked the part in the last couple of games. They finally have started to really assert that they are the better team, and I think that will happen. As good as the Heat have been this year, I think it's a little. I think it's over for them, and this is it. Celtics get it done. We will have that game for you tonight, eight o'clock, right here on the Fan. Colin Kaepernick's workout with the Raiders apparently went reasonably well yesterday, but reports say no contract is imminent. If you're wondering what their quarterback situation looks like, obviously Derek Carr is there. He's not going anywhere. Jared Stidham, they just traded for him this offseason. He was with the Patriots. Josh McDaniels likes him. Traded for him. Nick Mullins is also there. Not any good, but we're talking about a you know backup quarterback here. He started some games in this league. There doesn't seem to be a logical fit there for Colin Kaepernick, but 
they still brought him in for a workout anyway. I did see that other NFL teams have expressed interest in workouts. So maybe this is the the first of many Colin Kaepernick workouts to come. Yeah, I, I wonder. We'll we'll find out how that goes. But it's an interesting thing for teams to bring him in now and, and not have an immediate plan, right? Like you said, the Raiders have three guys there. Obviously, an incumbent starter who's not going anywhere. They just gave him a giant deal. And two guys that they apparently are very high on. So if you're bringing in Colin Kaepernick to do a workout, you would presume it's to fill a need that they don't seem to have right now. So I'm not exactly clear on what the purpose of this was other than just to say, hey, we did it first. Maybe other teams will follow that lead. I don't know. But for his sake, if he wants to get back in the NFL, Colin Kaepernick is going to have to probably do more than what would be required for guys who have been playing all this time. You're going to have to completely wow everybody that, that watches you play, fair or not. The college bowl game schedule has been set. Uh, sadly, if you were looking forward to 42 bowl games, there's only 41 on the schedule because the San Francisco Bowl is no more. No, oh, well, I don't know what Dry I'm going to do with the rest of my weekend now. It's just here are your playoff games. <sighs> December 31st, Peach Bowl, 4 or 8 p.m. That game, of course, is in Atlanta. December 31st, Fiesta Bowl. Glendale, 4 or 8 p.m. What else? we got the Orange Bowl on the 30th, Sugar Bowl on the 31st. Rose Bowl and Cotton Bowl move to January 2nd. That is the observed Monday because the NFL is playing on Sunday. The Rose Bowl is always very flexible when it comes to moving because no one cares because the NFL is on. Yeah, I I wonder... uh if the Rose Bowl, the people who pump it up all the time and talk about it, it's the greatest thing ever in college football, couldn't survive without it, and we must listen to the Rose Bowl at all times on all matters at all times. Like, if the Rose Bowl's that important, then you shouldn't have to move on Sunday when the NFL's going, right? If it's as big as yeah, all these people talk be about it and say it's, it's so important for the vitality of college football that we must not move it and we must not change anything about the college football playoffs and the Rose Bowl must have a seat at the table, then you shouldn't have to move it when the Browns are playing the Titans, you should be able to just say, yeah, and the Rose Bowl's on because we're the biggest college football game. Obviously, it's not, and they know that. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Jimbo is still angry. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. A serious accident still causing delays on 670 eastbound after 5th Avenue. The two left lanes are blocked, causing some heavy backups. Emergency crews are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. About a 15 to 20 minute slowdown is expected. Traffic report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lessit. Distracted driving is dangerous driving. Ohio Laborers and Lessit are reminding you to never text while driving. No text message is worth being distracted and getting into an accident. Take the safer roads today at OhioLECET.com. Together, we can stop distracted driving. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello! I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. 
Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Colin Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Uh, here's a little interesting tidbit from Sports Business Journal. An IndyCar is close to striking, striking a deal for a new unscripted docuseries that would be similar to the Netflix Drive to Survive franchise. Not a shock they would do that, right? No, I, mean, I think that's good business for them. What's what's the number one reason when you hear people talk about, for those who have watched the Netflix series, if you haven't, I'm not like trying to exclude, I'm just saying for people who've watched it and said, I got into F1 because I watched that Netflix series, for most people it's, well, now I know the storylines, I know who some of these drivers are, or at least I've seen enough of them that I've developed opinions on them, and I like this guy, but I can't stand that guy. Or there's this drama I never knew about. I'm rooting for this guy to finish in the top My 10. My wife does that. We watch the show together. And then, you know, she won't come in on Sunday mornings and watch the entire race. But she's interested who's winning because she knows them from the show. Right. She's interested in it. Yeah. I, th- I think that that would be very good. And that's, to me, that's what I've always liked about auto racing is once you get to know the personalities and the people who drive these cars, there are a lot of interesting people that do this for a living. Highlighting those stories is not a bad idea. Here would be my concern because NASCAR supposedly wants to do the same thing. I, I would think I'm sure any, they do. I would think I would think any I would think tennis would want to do this. I would think golf would want to do right. Like, wouldn't you think any sport that involves not a I know there's teams in racing. I'm aware, but there's a driver that is usually the focal point of that team, right? And obviously, golf is one person. Tennis is one person. You would think all those series would say. We want one of these, too, where you give all the behind-the-scenes stuff, you get into the drama. I just wonder if you do enough of these, and especially once everyone's aware that they're being filmed, how much of what you see becomes drama a little bit manufactured because they know the cameras are on. You know what I mean? Like, I, I worry that that might be, even with the F1 thing, that might be going on now, where some of the drama you may see there is in part because, well... I know this camera's on, so I'm going to be a little more over the top than I normally would be. Yeah. Uh, the hillbilly cat fight just won't go away. Jimbo Fisher is still, he's still preaching to anybody who hears that he didn't pay for his roster. That's right. Uh, so Jimbo Fisher was talking to KSAT News, and here's the tweet, that, or the, the tweet, the comment that he had talking about how people have said, oh, you bought your recruits. And I'm going to try to do it in a normal voice, but just remember Jimbo Fisher oftentimes sounds like this when he talks. So anyway, that's what I'm saying, even if I'm not saying it that way. All right, go ahead. Of the 11 guys we have in place that came early, one guy has an NIL deal. So all these stories you're hearing about are complete lies. All right, let me ask this question. And I don't know if anybody's pushed back on him with this. Yes, maybe technically that's true. One guy has an NIL deal through traditional methods. But are you telling me that no one else is getting any money from the charity booster collective? That's a great question, right? Because I don't, I don't know. believe that for a second. I mean, I would I would think the name, image, and likeness stuff has to still be, even if it's from a booster saying, here you go, man, here's a thousand bucks because I just, the booster collective wants to give you that to do some work for this charity. That's still name, image, image and likeness. I would think so. I, I Look, man. It would surprise the, me if that's all, it was just one guy. That's it. Don't you think there's another way that they could do this? Let's say what he is saying is all technically true. There's a way that you could read this where he says, hey, man, only one guy has a name, image, and likeness deal, so I don't know what everybody's talking about. 
Then come football season, it's like, you know, in September, October, November, suddenly a bunch of deals get done. Deals that maybe were promised and agreed to verbally prior to anyone signing up and doing the thing. Yeah. Right? Couldn't that be a thing? I mean, I, I like I'm not saying Jimbo Fisher has cheated or anything like that. This is the system. It's open. Nick Saban is doing the same things. Whether he likes to admit it or not, he's doing the same things. He just lost out to Jimbo Fisher on this. But I, I think we're getting into a semantics battle that's really quite stupid. Jimbo Fisher, we know that the reason Texas A&M had the great recruiting class it did is because you did everything you could to get the best recruiting class, right? You pushed on every lever you have available to you. If you happen to have a name, image, and likeness group, you pushed on that. If you happen to have someone who knows the kid's you know, mom or dad or whoever, you might have said, hey, man, reach out and let them know I'm really interested in, in this guy signing for us. Right? You you would do whatever you could to try to get around the NCAA rules or try to use whatever you have to your advantage. So you just did it better than everybody else. That might mean that some of these other deals in NIL are coming eventually. Why do you get so mad when Nick Saban accuses you of doing the thing you did? As much as I think Nick Saban's stupid for doing all that, Jimbo Fisher, just be proud of the fact you won. You played the system, you played the game, and you won. Congratulations. Now you got to go win other actual football games with it. But you got the best recruiting class this year. You beat Nick Saban. Zion Williamson has been cleared to play without restrictions. To say that uh, his first three years in the NBA have been a disappointment would be an understatement. He's played in just 85 games. I did see this little quote from this story that made me laugh out loud. Williams is eligible to sign a five-year, $186 million max rookie extension with New Orleans this summer. When asked about the extension, uh, he said, of course, I wouldn't be able to sign it fast enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. sure you wouldn't, dude. Of course. What are we talking about? They're not giving that to you. I I would be shocked if they did. I mean, I know the NBA is famous for giving out ridiculous amounts of money for maybe people who don't deserve it. Well, that's the bad. That's a wrong term. People who may have deserved it at the time they got it, the but time, didn't live up to it. But didn't right. live up to it, right? I mean, how many times do we see teams just eating all of this dead money or trading an expiring contract? But I would assume that Zion Williamson is not going to get one hundred eighty-six million dollars no, this offseason. Like, a guy who came in the same class as Zion Williamson was John Morant, who plays for the Grizzlies. They were drafted right around each other. And John Morant has had one of these careers where like, he has done a ton for the Grizzlies. He has shown that he is like a leader. He can be a really great player. If he gets one of these, I could see him getting that type of deal. Sure. But even there, there would be questions because he's missed a bunch of games uh, this season. He had some injuries. Not as bad as what Zion's been going through, but... You know the talent's there, and you've seen it. He is, he is still, maybe there's a few question marks about his like upper end. Can he last because he plays in the lane and, and gets fouled a lot? But that's a lot more reasonable conversation to have about John Morant than it would be for Zion at this point. There's No one's giving him that type of contract, and I'm quite sure that that, that, that question had to be asked by that reporter just to put it out there, but asked and answered. Let's not ask him that ever again because that's not something that the conversation should be circling around. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, no likey Eric Bieniemy, Chiefs offensive coordinator. LaShawn McCoy retired, yes? I thought so. All right. Well, that's... if he's not retired, then he, he is because he's not playing again. Okay. Uh, he was on the I Am Athlete podcast. He said about Eric Bieniemy. There's a reason why every year they hype him up to get a job, and then when the time comes, nobody hires him because they know the type of coach he really is. McCoy was then asked if Biennemi was the reason he stopped playing in Kansas City. The former running back replied with an emphatic, yeah. 
Uh, he al- he talked about how he would uh, speak disrespectfully to the players. Now, Andy Reid has come out and responded to this. He said, sometimes it's hard on a veteran player. Maybe their performance level isn't what it used to be, and it's hard to take sometimes. But he, talking about Eric Bieniemy, is going to push you to try and maximize, maximize what you've got. That's one of his strengths. He'll come in and shoot you straight. Sometimes you want to hear it. Sometimes you don't. Well, I mean, I don't think that would be a preclusion for being able to get a job as a head coach in the NFL, right? I mean, I'm sure there's got to be something to the idea of some coaches, not necessarily Eric Bieniemy. some coaches may look on the outside to a lot of us as fans as like, wow, that guy's a great coach. Look at what his teams do, his offense or defense, whatever he coaches do really well. He should get a promotion. And internally, they may say, well, those those teams do well, but it's really not that guy. It's this other guy. I don't believe that with Eric Bieniemy because he has been so good for so long and in this position and in these conversations for so long. I feel like LaShawn McCoy saying, yeah, I don't think he's he's that guy. I don't think he's head coach material. That's one person's opinion. If, if a bunch of other LaShawn guys McCoy, come out and say, yeah, that's, that's what I've heard too, then I might have more of a belief on that. LaShawn McCoy was upset that when he was with the Chiefs, he was treated like a backup running back. And that's what he was. Yes. LaShawn McCoy at one time in his career was a superstar. Of course. But when he was with the Chiefs, he was not. And Eric Bieniemy, right or wrong, maybe you should say he needs to learn something about massaging egos because then he'll get the best out of his players. Maybe, maybe not. Eric Bieniemy probably treated him like a backup running back. Maybe oh, said right. something like, hey, man, you used to be able to turn that corner. What happened to you? Something like that. Yeah. I, I view it as simply this. I mean... If we see more and more comments that come out that say, yeah, he has always been horrible to play for, then that's different. But yeah, if you we, have, we have not seen too much of that. You're no, right. That, <laughs> again, we, we had a lot of questions like with Urban Meyer going to the NFL, right? When we heard some of the stories that came out of the NFL after he got there, a lot of people who had covered him for a long time were like, that, that checks out. Yeah, sounds about right. So that's the difference here. If, if there's a bunch of that that comes out over the next few weeks with Eric Bieniemy, then I'm be willing, more willing to believe that. Tool of the Week is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the roadway of 670 Eastbound after 5th Avenue. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual slowdowns, about a 5 to 10 minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by New Jersey Division of Travel and Tourism. Boost your mood in New Jersey. Discover new wonders. Stroll beaches and boardwalks. Savor sea breezes too. Rise to adventure or drift into the ocean blue. Find it all at visitnj.org. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Common Man and T-Bone present Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. The best tool, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's, the Buckeye State Store, located at Easton Gateway or ConradsOSU.com. I'm going to try and go through these quickly because we have a lot of them. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Not Joe Germain, says my guy. Excuse me. My tool of the week is whoever at the GIF factory. Jeff? 
Jeff. Got the salmonella in the big vat of peanut butter. I want to put it on my Sunday morning waffles, but all I can get at the store now is Peter Pan peanut butter. What is this, communist Russia? I want good peanut butter. Thanks, Don Joe Germain. Angela's Cake says, my guys. Excuse me. Tool of the week is the jerk stink bug that decided to commit suicide by crawling into my straw when I wasn't looking. Oh, I take no. a big drink, oh, no. feel it, assume it's an ice chip, and crunch down. Ah! By far the most disgusting thing I've ever had in my mouth. Yes, hubby laughed at that, too. Ahaha. Uh, oh, Christopher oh my gosh. says, my guys. Ain't nobody got time for that. My tool of the week is stupid slash sticker Brad. Anytime Brad is invited to a party, he shows up empty-handed. In the rare occurrence he brings something, he brings chips. Brad then proceeds to open his chips and eats the whole bag. If there are leftovers, he takes them with him. No, he doesn't. Come on, man. If that's true, I'm going to kick him in the sack. That might be the greatest tool of the week we've ever had submitted. That is fantastic. DP McQuig says, my guys. You need a Hummer? My tool of the week is my boss in the UK had an early Teams call, and right before we hang up, he says to me, we'll chat later today. Well, I sat around the whole afternoon expecting a call, which never came, when I could have been playing hooky on the holiday weekend. Hashtag GTH. Hashtag the Queen sucks. Yeah, that's no good. Um, Casey says, my guys. He's the senior hurler. My tool of the week is my husband, who hit two birds with his car on Monday. When we got out, we find found one of the birds dead, trapped in the front grill. He then made me remove it. Oh! I had to rip the body off the neck ah. and fling it into the Costco ah. parking lot as other shoppers watched. Ah! I'll tell you what, though, Casey. I would make my wife remove it, too. I'm not touching it. What is wrong? Me and Casey need to, uh, Casey's husband need to get together. Go for it. Sounds like you guys would have a good time of, like, being afraid of everything. That'd be awesome. Uh, Martin says, my guys. Who is your daddy and what does he do? I'm this week's tool. The girl at work I like asked me to borrow my spare car while hers was in the shop. I obliged. So then I asked her on a date. She said no because she's in a secret relationship with the biggest D-bag slash player at work, but she still wants to be friends with me. Uh, that's, Sorry to hear that. You got friend zoned into giving up your car. That's no good, man. Sorry to hear that. Common man's creepy smile says, my hose. We had a kid go down there and punch the kid. Started a melee. My tool of the week is the guy that stole a ball that Aaron Judge gave a kid at the Yankees game. They should be locked in a cage with Aaron Judge and let them fight. Yeah, I, did you see that video? No, I did not see it's, it. Like, it's very clear he's given it to a couple of kids, or like one kid specifically, but there's three or four kids standing there, and a guy sticks his hand into the kid's glove and like grabs the ball and is just like, Aha, yeah! And all the kids are immediately like pointing at him like, hey! And even Aaron Judge is like, come on, man. And he just kind of turns around because now it's he can't do anything about it. It's, that's bad. Clowny says, my guys. She came up and kind of slapped it and touched it like that. My tool of the week is Common Man for saying he doesn't like Arby's crinkle cut fries. They're delicious and satisfy the soul. Hashtag Clowny nose. Mm. I have nothing against crinkle fries. Sounds like you do. I just have a problem with Arby's selling crinkle fries when they have the curly fry. Yeah, you're saying you don't don't need any more of you don't need those. You've got the best fries. Uh, Duffcon says my tool of the week is anybody that promised me they would not stop talking about the McDonald's bagel sandwiches until they came back only to spend the whole week talking about Arby's burgers. Don't just take it quietly. 
talk bagels all three hours, or go to hell. You know what? Rude I, and sexy! Thank you, Duffcon. I appreciate that. That's, that's very nice. You're right. We do need to step up our bagel sandwich talk, because we have not done a good enough job. Well, you know what? On uh, on Wednesdays now, we've dedicated the entire 5 o'clock hour food hour. Food hour. We can do that. So we'll have that's to right. do that. Uh, Jason says, my guys. You got them all hot! My tool is Arby's Management. I stopped by Arby's for a beef and cheddar. Guy in front of me in the drive-thru ordered a burger. I sat behind him at the window for 13 minutes while the staff bubbled around trying to make it. Train your people on new items, Arby's. GTH. Yeah, no kidding. That's not good. Uh, Braden. I forgot which sound I've played now. What do you mean? Well, I forget what sound bites I've already I don't think played. we got a... We didn't get a... We didn't get a My Guys or anything. That's fine. Braden says, My tool of the week is the random girl I approached yesterday to ask for a date. I understand my physique resembles a chunky bag full of jiggling lard, <laughs> and I may have had an erection. But, well, on second thought, I'd like to nominate myself <laughs> for tool of the week. Hashtag right, self-awareness. Job. Good job, Braden. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Jim says... Dad, why are you directing traffic over there? Like, you're in an airport. I don't know. Ted, Stop Ted's that. instructing me like, not to oh read... Man, don't read Not it. to read I that tweet. Well, then why did you send it to I me? I sent it over so you could see it, but just laugh privately to yourself and then not I'm sorry. It. I thought we had a screening system here. No, Ted's like, I'll let them all through and then let you decide. <laughs> uh, Jim says, my tool of the week is whoever decided that putting one of those full-screen pop-up ads along with the little tiny X in the corner on the app... Whenever you select listen live was a good idea. Yeah, it's not good. Got to talk to well, that person. Well, maybe you get to talk to somebody about I gotta that. I got to talk to him. I don't know. Uh, David says, my guys. Hello, I've accidentally painted a, a gentleman's sausage on a storm drain. My tool of the week is Blake Newman. Mm. He has the goal to try and talk down about my team, the Jaguars, when he's a Browns fan. They're both trash. We're going to the preseason game this year, so I can't wait to rub it in his face when the Jags win. All right. Hey, you know what? I appreciate a specific call out. I was going to say, I week. didn't know who Blake Newman it's was. just a guy. But, right, just, just like just, a friend of just his. Just his friend. All right. Good. That's what we should be doing on here. Uh, Fluhart says, my guys. That's right, boy. I'm going to edit it. Don't worry about it, Ted. My tool. I'm not Ron Burgundy. I'm not going to read that word. Hmm. My tools of the week are you two for crapping so bad on crunchy peanut butter. What's wrong with choices? If you don't like it, don't eat it. Hashtag GTH. And then he said, still my guys. All right. That's fine. I'm, but I'm not saying anything. Yeah, you're right. I'm just, take, right I'm just taking just it. Just take it. That's right. Uh, Vinny Mustachio, my guys. Jimmy Chiqua. Tools of the week are the Rangers fans still defending Jacob Truba every time he attempts to take someone's head off. The mental gymnastics they apply to always make it the other person's fault are astounding. Go to hell. Hmm. All right, let's pick a winner. We're out of time. Lane's going to yell I'm, I'm going to go to David with the uh, specific call out on his buddy Blake. So good job, David. Let's do it quickly. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Leanne is doing traffic for other radio stations today. We got to get moving. That's right. Hey, I understand it. Who I respect the hustle. David. David gets a $50 gift card to Conrad's. Back page next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. 
Fan Traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Thank you for being on time. Watch out for an accident on 71 Southbound before Greenlawn Avenue. It is causing some backups in that area. Please use extra caution as the road begins to clear. About a 10 to 15 minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get fired up for grilling season at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on certified Angus beef T-bone steak. Just $8.99 a pound. Now through May 31st. Get real. Consummate professional. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man. Coming up on Memorial Day weekend. I can't believe it's here. I was listening yesterday. You had the Holt Man on the show. We did. How'd we it go? It was good. Yeah, Holtman was doing great. Couldn't tell us exactly where he was, but he said somewhere in the great Southwest on a recruiting trip. I was just going to say, he's recruiting. Yeah, recruiting out there. Albuquerque, New Mexico. I did mm. hear him say that uh, <laughs> he is... He's excited about the incoming freshman class. You know, what's he going to say? He's losing a lot of points out of this lineup, so of course he's excited about the incoming freshman class. No, I I think all you got to do is look at the ratings and how people that cover basketball view this class. I think both can be true. I think he's excited about it, and he needed this class too. And a coaching staff will try to get a grip on who's going to be leaving, when they're going to have that year, where they have a mass exodus of talent. You always have to brace for a guy just jumping in the portal anyway. You, you have to assume everybody's getting in the portal. <laughs> just assume Seriously. you have no team. Assume you, you need 12 guys, The way the, the portal is, you almost have to assume that you have a blank slate every single year. Yeah, and, and I think year to year, these guys are able to maybe catch the warning signals because they've seen it before. Remember when Luther Muhammad jumped in the portal? Yeah. He was... He wasn't just a, a big time player. He was a starter who had, you know, a twenty two point game against Maryland. He was starting to score. He was getting to shoot a little bit. And I think he wanted more offensive responsibility. And he was a hard nosed defensive jersey guard when he came in. And so you just don't Whatever know what happened to Luther Muhammad. He's at Arizona know. State, is that right? Oh, is he? I forgot where he was. I'm gonna look him up. Go ahead. Yeah. I think it was Arizona State, and I don't think he's doing nearly as much as he did in his last season here at Ohio State. But Bowen, they're excited, at least with the top 60 guys. And then you've got Bowen Hardman to to fill out the class, and he might be more of a developmental guy. Maybe in year two you start to see him like the freshman that redshirted this past year. But he said right there on our show, the top four recruits, they will they will play. They will contribute. Well, they, they almost can't. Yeah. I mean, they have to play, right? I mean, the, it's not like they lost... 
it's not like there's not bodies here, but if you're looking to be a good NCAA tournament level team, you are going to need your freshmen to make a significant impact. There's you need at least be, two of them to be really yeah, good. Yeah, at least two, if not three, that are going to come in and instantly be real impact players. Not maybe like Malachi Branham was, but they're going to have to be able like to contribute. Luther Muhammad is at Arizona State. Numbers? Uh, he, is get, he is playing fewer minutes than when he played here. Man. He's playing 19 minutes a game, averaged 5.2 points a game. Man, that's too bad. 2.3 rebounds a game. Do you have his last stats at Ohio State on that same page? Yes. Uh, averaged 25 minutes a game, um, 7 points. So There you go. Yeah, I, I will say this for like not not to pile on him, but just in general, I can understand how college kids coming in, like guys come in from high school, they're really good. They come to a university, they think it's going to go a certain way, it doesn't, and their first reaction is not, "Oh, I'm I'm obviously not as good as I thought I was." That's a like I don't blame guys for that. You know what I mean? People all the time are like, "Oh man, these coaches tell them they're better than they are." It's like. Yeah, because some of them probably are. Some of them are better than what they've seen at their school, and they didn't get a fair shake. But for every one of those, there's probably ten of them that it's like, yeah, you just you just aren't as good well, as you thought. I'm not. Uh, this isn't going to be solely about Luther here, but we're sure. And I'm pro player, right? I, I think everyone should have that opportunity to transfer, and you only get five years to do this. Yeah. But for just as many situations that work out, we know that there are situations out there that the player transfers, and he probably says, "Ah, oh, shoot." Maybe I shouldn't have done that. I'm not saying that's Luther. I'm just saying well, that there are I, I examples mean, out there where that's happened. Maybe it helps to go to another place, see that you have kind of similar results, and go, okay, I guess I'm just like a what role, I am. I'm like a role player in college. What do you think Luther shot from the field this year? Ooh, I boy. don't know. Not, not from three. Field goal from, percentage. From, from, from the field. 31%. 31% is dead on. Wow. 31%. Wow, that's amazing that it was that accurate. And also, wow, that's not great. That's not good. His last us. year with Ohio State, he was at thirty-eight point three percent. Yeah, which is still not, not good. good. It's no. not field, it's not but good. But you're not that dude. You're not going to be a juggernaut offensive player. No, do what close. you're great at and do it really well. Yep. What's coming up on the Buckeyes show tonight? We'll we'll talk more about the Holtman interview. We'll have some clips if people missed it yesterday. And of course, you can go to the Buckeye Show podcast to listen to the whole thing. That was yesterday's show. Mark Titus was on yesterday's show, too. So there will be some good ones to go back and listen to. But we'll talk about that. We'll have Ryan Peden in the 7 o'clock hour, who's fresh at his new gig at Iowa State. Joey loved him as a player, one of his favorite coaches. And Pat Murphy, some beers and Buckeyes at 633. There you go. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, uh, you might remember earlier in the week we talked about the Oreo Ritz Cracker mashup that is going on. Where Did you try it? No, I didn't try it, but it's Oreo It's Oreo bottom with a layer of the cream from an Oreo and then a layer of peanut butter and a Ritz cracker. Mm. So they mix those two snacks up together, and it sounds mm. like it'd be good. A guy who writes for The Takeout, which is a food review website, reviewed this thing, got an early release of these products, and tried it and said, I even gave it to a few other people around the office to make sure I wasn't crazy. Here's the problem. What's the problem? The Oreo texture was wrong. Oh. He said the Oreo had somehow become... You've, if you've ever had a stale Oreo... Smooth when it's not, Oreo? Well, stale Oreo where it's just not... No, no, no. It's not It's not crunchy. It doesn't like snap when you bite into it. It's kind of mushy. Yeah, and that's bad. The that's, humidity got to it. Yes. So he said maybe it was just the package he got. He wants to try it again. But he said what's weird is 
The Ritz cracker tasted just like the Ritz cracker you've always had. The cookie, for some reason, did not hold up. And so he's wondering if that Uh is because of the packaging or the special way they have to make this thing. He's not sure, but he said in either case, that was what he said. Otherwise, it it has the potential to be an all-time great snack. But because it's not tasting the way he thought it would, he was pretty disappointed in it. So I mean, I don't think anything is good stale. Soft could be okay. Some cookies are meant to be that way, but that's not that an Oreo. Not an it's Oreo. not meant to be stale. No, once, once it goes stale, it gets soft and it's not good. Um, and then uh, Taco Bell is claiming that the Mexican pizza has not changed, despite people saying it has. Uh, m- there's been a lot of reviews from people who are going and getting the Taco Bell Mexican pizza that's now come back. And online critics say it's different than when it was taken off the menu in 2020, but Taco Bell insists it is the exact same menu items. So, yeah, I don't know what to do about that. That's just what's happening. So, back to you. Back to you. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, uh, NBA coverage, Heat and Celtics after that at 8 o'clock. What's after the NBA, Timmy? Oh, a big fat, you'll see. Mm -hmm. Joey Lane playing you in ping pong and... Kicking your ass. Oh, exclusive audio coverage. (laughs) Uh, Have a good weekend. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. An accident to watch out for right now. You'll find a crash on I-71 southbound before Greenlawn Avenue. It is causing some heavy backups in that area, blocking the right side. Please be careful as traffic continues to build over here. About a 10 to 15 minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois. History will be made at Worldwide Technology Raceway June 3rd through the 5th at the Enjoy Illinois 300 presented by Ticket Smarter. The dream is finally a reality. Tickets at www.tracewaycom Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald re- guys that does ESPN broadcasts, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, 
out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You need a different look and you can't shave it all the way. No, I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You you would, you would look like a total clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on like that makes you. Yeah, but don't you just stop. What am I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like I just, you have that look to you. A fat white guy. There's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer loving yes, guy. Good. Right I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcast. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care, heating and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 